pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the top. Oh, oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. That. Is Rudy J. I am Rob Thompson. This is R and R in the morning. Easy E on the other side of the double pane. Hope everybody is ready to attack the day. It's Tuesday, right? As far as I can tell, I think so. Okay, just making sure. Yeah, Monday nights. It's gonna be. Uh, I got to get back into football swing, especially when it's a good game. Like you know, Sunday night. You know, Cowboys. I was like, oh, I'm not. I have to watch all this. I can go to bed. But last night. Really, really good game. Yeah. Interesting storylines. Great um, catches. Yeah, phenomenal. Good game. And uh, thank you, Aaron. Before you left, you got the ESPN Spectrum deal done. Yeah, you got. Yeah. I walked in here today, and ESPN's on. I'm like, okay, the deal got done. Thank you, Aaron. Uh, you know, uh, he did so many things on his way out. Well, yeah, I he mean, did. he uh, he turned ESPN back on. He alone. Brought ESPN back he did. on the Spectrum. I have to give him that. I'll he carried that. the flag in like Captain America into the middle. Yeah, he did. I and saw that. Uh, there it went. And we're going to talk about the Jets. The biggest letdowns. I, it was um, extraordinary. It's, it was an extraordinary moment in sports last night. Just unbelievable. And I am so glad I am not a Jet fan today. Yeah, I got to hear Greeny today. Oh, man. There's I'm, videos on his Instagram. Greeny was not okay last night. I, I can't even fathom. And I've been racking my brain to try to come up with a uh, an equal scenario, and I th- this is in my sporting lifetime, in my fifty seven years on the planet, I can't come up with another time or instance like this. Not to start, not not this, not just right out four plays. Not, yeah, not not to start, not to start. No, I can't think of anything like this. I'm trying hard to ripple effect to the Jets. Yes, Jet fan is rem- is miserable. The NFL has scheduled numerous primetime games that now will include the Zach Wilson-led 13-point-a-game Jet team. And hey, they got 22 last night, but that's because they got four they, turnovers. Yeah, <laughs> they won't have the Pied Piper of interceptions, Josh Allen, every week. Uh, it, that, so the NFL is like, what we? when can we start the flex? Yeah, because, they got the Chiefs. Oh, we have Dallas committed. this week. So the letdown there. Will, it, then, be a let, will it be a letdown? Oh, 
Well, you know, it feels very much like those Buddy Ryan, um, they had a great Hollywood Sanchez, year, right? The Dirty Sanchez butt fumble era, because that defense is that good. Oh no, that well, Josh Allen helps. It does, and I, we'll we'll find out yeah, over the coming about, weeks. We're going to talk about Josh Allen. Whether how much was of this was Allen, which about ninety percent obvious, and but how much of this was truly that Jet defense that is, they're they're intimidating, tough. No, they're 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 dogs. They're, but, they're, I mean, it's a different kind of defense than the Cowboys. Uh, just as effective, but uh, different. Is that a, is that a safe? That's fair. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of, we'll uh, we'll talk about the best player on the most phenomenal team in the entire world. Relax. Uh, oh wait. <laughs> relax. Forty O. Relax. Can, Micah I, can Senior. I say forty O? Yeah, you can say that. Forty O. Yeah, Micah Senior. Until until we uh, play another game, it's forty O, baby. Uh, Micah says his boys had the best performance of the weekend, and I believe him. Uh, we'll talk a lot about that. There's a there's a ranking uh, at six forty five. I want you to put on. Uh, there's a study out there. Mm-hmm. That says eighty uh, percent of us eat fast food once a week. Eighty, eighty, well, seventy-nine percent. And I'm talking about the traditional fast food that we all the signs. I believe that seventy-nine percent of us. And you know, the, this the, is the, America, right? The, yeah, the traditional belief has been that you know the rich folks they're sitting down and they're having cloth napkins, and it's the poor folks that are driving through and, and getting the the uh, Taco Bells. And right, that's not the case. No. It does not matter economic strata. It does not matter if you like fast food. If you're down and you're one of the eighty percent, we're all the same. We eat it equally as much. Rich, poor. So there's rich folks. They eat, and those are those folks in front of us that every now and then pay for our lunch. I've never had, had that. Happen. It's never happened to me either. But one day, have you ever done it? I have paid it forward one time in my life. I don't know. I think, oh, you know what? Oh, I did not. But I did. I was at a Verizon. Mm-hmm. Getting my oh, something had happened to my phone. I don't know. I had dropped it or something, and I was going to you know take advantage of the insurance. And a guy walks up to me and says, "Here." And me and me and my wife look at each other and we're like, "What the hell?" He hands me a hundred bucks. God bless you. And I said, "Thank you." Yeah, I said that first of all. Thank you. Wow. Well, I was, yeah, I was like, "Are you serious, I, man?" I, he was like, "Yeah, God bless you." Did, did, did he run because the cops were coming? <laughs> and I, I, I know. Put that in your pocket. I, well, when I walked out, I put it to the light. I put it to the sunlight. Like, yo, is this and then real? I washed my hands and, after that. And then I went and broke it at Valero. <laughs> That's never. In, now, I have gifted like 50 bucks worth of beer soaked tickets at the end of Fiesta. Does that count? That counts. <laughs> that counts, right? That's paying it for. Like, when you're leaving, you, you hand stumble it out and you hand a, a handful is, of beer soaked tickets that to somebody. Is very San Antonian of you. See, that's as good as anything else. In fact, I think that's it's even better. more so. And then, then there was the one time the lady in Stone Oak, I held the door for her. I guess it had been a while, and she proceeded to pay for my gas because I held the door for her. Well, but gentlemanly. I, yeah, I was like, damn, has it been that long? Well, that normally I get looked at. Like, why? Why? Yeah. Uh, hey, Vince, next time you're going to Starbucks, call me. I'll be right behind you. You know, it's, you know what it came in my mind? Starbucks. PSL, man. Women will wait at Starbucks but will not go get gas. Oh, truth. You know what Absolute I mean? They will wait at oh. Starbucks for 30, 40 minutes. But but I get in my wife's car and the damn light is on. I'm like, but you were at Starbucks or well, we don't do Starbucks anymore. We have like two local. local. Yeah. yeah, we got two local spots by the house. But I'm like, you wait in line at Cajun Coffee for 30 minutes, but you can't go get gas. So yesterday, I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> you are you gonna blame me? Okay. No, I'm not. No, I'm not no, mad at you. Okay, good. So yesterday, my wife is uh, she goes, I'm I'm gonna go run some errands. It's late in the evening. Um, I'll be back. 
So she goes running around and she does whatever. She's 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 only gone about forty five minutes. So she comes back. I'm, we go take care of stuff, and I have to go back out to her car later. Mm-hmm. And there's a still cold PSL pumpkin spice latte sitting in her. <laughs> she got her. A PSL. She went up and got one, and didn't bring one back, and then deliber- deliberately. If- Left it in the cup holder so I would never know. Oh, she was sneaking. It, she was sneaking, and there was still it was about a quarter left on the bottom. It was still cold, so, but she realized or knew from the get go. And I had to go back out of the car, and I found it. D- what did you did you address it? And we did address the fact that she had gone and had a delicious and wonderful PSL, which say? I could have every day of the year, and I don't care your thoughts. Yeah, dude. I know. It's, uh, whatever, I know. Whatever. I know. Do you, brother? I, I, I carry them with me. I, they're not in a box. I get to, I, my wife lets me come out with my man stuff, but I do like uh, I like myself in a, a frothy cold PSL. Uh, and uh, she went and had one while she without me. Now, I ain't going to lie. I've enjoyed a burger or two without the family in the car. That's and then throw, very, and very then, different. And then throwing the wrapper away. <laughs> And then come home like I'm starving, babe. What'd you make? Like you have to see. This is Big Rudy stuff. Like Big Rudy would g- get a burger on the way home, and then you know my wife's like, "Well, what do you want to eat? I know you're hungry. I know you haven't eaten all day." Um, then then you have to eat again. So then you end up 315 pounds because you're eating burgers on the way home that no and one. And your knows wife about. can't figure out why you keep putting on weight, honey. We're eating salads. Right. I, I don't know what's going on. Those secret burgers without the family catch up. Why your car always <laughs> smell like Whataburger? Yeah. I, I I can't figure and that I'm out. Like, I'm discarding the trash before I get home. I'm destroying the evidence. Hey, and then I got to eat again. We could have our own podcast. <laughs> two <laughs> former fat guys discuss how you how you hide it from the fam. Dude, you know my, my, I'm starving, babe. No, I'm actually not. I just had a little just had a little snack on the way home. A little two dollar burger. I just walked into the. Uh, <laughs> The quick trip and the man, those sandwiches smell good. I, I, you know, you know I, I had to try one yeah, just man, for I had my. To stop that, but and no. then I had it yesterday. What used to get me was the two dollar cheeseburgers at at, uh, at um, McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah, those two dollar cheeseburgers. Well, you, you can knock down three cheeseburgers in, in like six bites. But see, the thing was, I had to have cash because if I put oh, up yeah. the car, I'm always like, when are you going to McDonald's <laughs> five times this week? <laughs> 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 well, I'll, I'd have to say to my wife, PSL, baby. Yeah. Oh, did you tell her? You said you really did. She, she didn't bring you. One. I, I I told her like how, how dare you? How, how could that's you? like watching a Netflix show that we're watching together without Truth, me. Like that's it, cheating. It's the same thing if when you turn a it on. That's cheating. It's true. It's like me turning on Netflix and I can see the next episode. The the lines read all the way across the bottom, and I know. Yeah, you cheated. You, you cheated. jumped the gun. Watch again? Like, what do you mean, watch again? Yeah, I don't know. On? I don't want to watch it again with you. Yeah, I know. And uh, when I was at Cowboy Camp, she was like, are you cheating on me with suits? I'm like, no. <laughs> I've thought about it, babe, but I didn't. See, yeah, I'll, I'll lie. Like, no, no, babe. Because, see, on someone else's account, it won't, see, it won't show. No, but she's caught on to it, too. She's... Because when you're playing Candy Crush not paying attention, she's like, you already watched this. <laughs> no, see, the good news <laughs> is I'm always. Oh, no. I'm, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's the giveaway. The, the bar on the bar. I can't believe Kelly I, did that, though. I have reached desperate straits here, and I think we need to employ our listeners. Okay, what's that? Uh, we have, uh, on uh, many occasions, sent tacos to Mike McCarthy uh, on uh, Fridays. After wins. After wins. Uh, and you keep in mind, he joins us every Friday morning. Uh, and uh, we like to feed the team, or at least the quarterback room, because that's his first meeting on Friday mornings is with his quarterback. I think it's his only room now. Oh, that's true. <laughs> you know? That's true. 
Uh, and we, over the last three years, we have used a, a restaurant up there in Allen, Texas that, uh, is either closed or my guy, I don't know. I can't find anybody. And finding a, a taco shop in North Dallas that is waiting to deliver. Maybe you should do Frisco. Look well, up Frisco. Well, Frisco, Dal- I have. North Dallas, Frisco. I've looked at Plano and there's a couple that are out there, but buying the Yelp reviews, it's a little sketch and keep in mind, whoever I reach out to, is going to have to be a very trusting individual because we're going to do most of our business over the phone. And then I'm going to ask them to package up a bunch of tacos and go through the myriad of, of a security that is the Frisco Star about 4 a.m. in the morning on a Friday. It is not the easiest gauntlet to go through. And I found a cat a couple of years ago that was more than willing to do it. During COVID, during the lockdown, he was a trooper, and he fought his way through. What is, you can imagine what the security is like at a professional football can you imagine? Right? So and Dak likes the tacos. Jason Minnick uh, found yeah. out. So this is something that has been. Uh, we've even gotten the Nooch, uh, Danucci wearing the T-shirt on TV uh, over That's the years. Right. Well, I'm desperately looking for a new taco place. So if anybody listening has any idea of a restaurant in North Dallas that will deliver breakfast tacos early on Friday mornings, reach out. Use a. We'll find a way. Use our Kiabasa smoke link, uh, 656-3776-656-ESB, and reach out. Uh, that way, let me know, because I'm looking for something desperately. we got tacos to deliver on Friday morning, and as of right now, well, it is hard to find, Ms. Becky. Uh, you're right. Finding tacos in North Dallas is hard. But, That's but why the, I'm asking for your help. Uh, but the thing we're is, crowdsourcing. They d- those guys don't know. Well, they might. They might no. have a, this might well, no, be a Cunhao saying, kind of thing. What I'm saying, they don't know what's a good or bad taco. Well, whatever that, we give that's them, true. Whatever we give them is going to work. You know what, Rudy? That is such a valid point. <laughs> when I Bill Miller's not, there's no true. Bill Miller up there. there. I wish there was. There ain't one but up there. It, and see, that's too even if there was bills, I gotta have somebody deliver it. Right. So I need a provider and a deliverer to deliver tacos this Friday morning at approximately six to six fifteen in the morning. Which would mean, I mean, tall it, task. this is a big ask, but we're willing to pay. It's not worth asking for free. They're going to get some pubs. So if anybody listening has any idea, knows the area, knows of a joint, knows of a place that's willing, and we don't want to food poison our cowboys, all right? Yeah. Can you imagine, Rob? Can you imagine yeah. if the entire quarterback room was down because of some tacos they had Friday? <laughs> Which you is be- a legitimate concern. Well, our show would blow up. Well, uh, let me tell you. <laughs> I'll take one more. Thing. Well, let me tell you uh, again, if, if for real. But yeah, seriously. I did this the first time during the lockdown as a kind it's of a joke for McCarthy. And I didn't. I just got on the phone and happenstance got lucky, found this restaurant. And talk to this guy who was more than willing to give it a shot to a guy on the phone. Cause he was a cowboy diehard. Uh, he was so a he diehard was like, cowboy. Yeah, like, dang, I'm in if I, but he was like, can I trust you, dude? You know, like, yeah. is this real or is this, am I being punked? And I, I talked him in to going and he went and delivered and everything went fine. So a couple of weeks into this back in 2020, I don't know why I felt the need, but I wanted to take this to the next level. And I was like, okay, cat, can you send instead of just your typical, bacon and egg i want you to go so on this so do you have some tripas i want some of that and i want barbacoa can you do that that. i want you to send some real south texas breakfast tacos so he put it on goes well i don't do tripas but i can yeah well i'll bring in some teresa something some stuff i don't normally do and he's talking about his kitchen that he cooks for his taco place and i said well can you send 
something extra. Like, do you have any like horchata or anything like that? We can really kind of kick this up and say this is from South Texas. And he goes, yeah, dude, I got all that stuff. I'm a gas station. <laughs> the, and this is Volcan, right? Yeah. And I was like. <laughs> it's like our Laredo. Yeah. It's, it's like, the same thing. The ones that are, it's what, so 7-Elevens? I don't yeah, know. What yeah, yeah. The, the, the Stripes thing. or yeah, the QTs. They, whatever he's got they a, are. And I, well, I thought I had been dealing with like a true. Like, you thought you were dealing I with a true brick and border. I yeah, call them RMRs, a, uh, a random Mexican food restaurant. Right. I thought I was dealing with an RMR. And he's like, no, nah, dude, I'm a gas station. <laughs> so, yeah, so, you're delivering the most popular, not- <laughs> the most most expensive franchise in all of sports. You're taking them gas station tacos. <laughs> it's like, you're a gas station. Like, are you like a legitimate kitchen? He's like, oh, no, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, no, they got to pass inspection yeah, he and sent all that me, stuff. He sent me pictures. And he was a, it was originally a taco place that they grew into a gas station, too. So you could tell it had turned into right. this little industry there in, in Allen. Um, <laughs> I was like, you're a gas station. Are you just cooking this in a microwave on the back? What are these? No, it's legit. No, it was legit. And we never I like food gas poisoned. station food. I guess another fat guy problem. Rogue Gamer, I ship them overnight, but I have to have the trust of somebody to deliver, hand deliver the tacos. I can't just give some tacos to a FedEx dude. Right. No, so, no, 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 no. They won't make it. We're man. getting suggestions, but what I need is not only the 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 restaurant, but someone to take them. And, and both are equally important in this. In fact, the second half is probably more important than the first half. Oh, but well, without a doubt. Yeah. So I need again, to get her there. Who cares what kind of taco it is? So if anybody knows is from has you know has Maverick fans, serious know, inquiries only, please. <laughs> and I'm I mean I'm not calling your brother to say I'll cook them at home and take them. I, I need a legitimate restaurant. That you know will be open. Because I know there's a lot of people like, I'll cook them. Yeah, somebody's brother with the cat rocking around on the counter. Nah, bro. Nah. I can't have that. I can't have them delivered in sandwich bags. I can't have cat hair in Jack's bacon and can't. We can't have it delivered in that clear Tupperware that you're supposed to bring back. No, we can't do that. We need real restaurants. Yeah, man. We all had that one lady at Nationwide. We didn't touch her food. Like at the potluck, because they're like, no. Sharon doesn't wash her hands, Rudy. You're <laughs> like, okay. Is potluck at restaurant at re- work still a thing? I, I think COVID, that's probably I dead. No, because of COVID, that's no, a it's good over. thing. I'm glad that's over. Because <laughs> that was always horrifying. Because I always believed, and I know we are running late, Edward. No, we got to get out of here. When you have the potluck, whoever, you have to stand by the food you brought. Yeah. Because if not, I'm not uh, eating I, it. I, I, I was picky on my. I would only eat the stuff that people went and got from somewhere, but the stuff that you brought from home, I don't know you from a can of paint. I mean, I have to really know you. Yeah. So no. I, th- th- at potlucks, even at church, I got to the point like you have to stand. Damn, you ain't even trust in the Lord's food. Uh, <laughs> Damn, Rob. We know you, uh, Rudy. No, I know. You, it don't we've matter. all been, and when you with your mom and say she looks at you, like, don't eat that. Yeah. Don't don't eat that one. That's Miss Jenkins. Yeah, exactly. Don't 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 eat that. That's probably cat food. Agree. Just keep moving on down the line. Uh, let's uh, get past the cat food and talk some sports. Micah speaks. Aaron is down. And what on earth is the NFL to do? And when you go drive through top, uh, well, you can go drive through some for some fast food. Where do you pick? We have the top five uh, fast food restaurants in our great nation as voted by the general public, like folks just like you. You'll recognize all the restaurants. You might not be surprised at one, but you will be at two. The Jim Rome Show. Hey, Jim Rome here. And back in the military city of San Antonio. Weekdays at noon on 94.1 San Antonio's Sports Star. (laughs) 
It's R&R. Here on the Star. Welcome to Tuesday. Get your ass up. Get busy. Right. We were all up late watching that game. Good game. Uh, Is East Rutherford, New Jersey, an Indian burial ground? Something go on underneath that stadium? It hadn't gone well. Only when the Jets are playing. Or the Giants the night before. Well, at least the Giants have done something. Kinda, they you know they've been in the playoffs. Well, like the Jets, it's been awful. That twenty four hours was nothing to write home about for quarterbacks. No, it wasn't. But you know, Micah did say Daniel Jones is not a bad quarterback, Rob. No, he is not. He was under duress. He just happened to go against what uh, Micah called the uh, best performance of the weekend. He was a busy man. Yeah, he was. Number two takeaway: we have a chance to have the most dominant defensive line. I think the league has seen in a long time. I know, I know, I know. You know? Are but you sure? if we learn to keep gelling, keep getting better week in, week in out, oh, man, oh, man. Cowboys Nation, you bears better buckle up and get ready because this is going to the Super Bowl. What? Oh, Micah. A man and his mic. Oh, my oh, god! Be careful of sitting in there. You get that, uh, we call it the... Uh, the Bayless effect. You start you start sprouting some stuff you probably shouldn't start saying. It's um I get it because I do I I'm a firm believer in speaking things in existence. I'm a firm believer in manifestation. It took me a long time to become a believer, but like me saying, Rudy, you are going to save five dollars a week. Versus me saying, we're going to have the best defense ever and we're going to the Super Bowl when I still... See, his manifestations include other people having to cooperate, meaning his teammates and meaning other teams that he has to face on the way to Las Vegas. Well, that's my not manifesting. Manif- yeah, my, my, you know what I mean? My my goals and way I'm trying to speak in existence just depends on me. That's it. But, but this isn't new. Michael, you know, he's a... He's an outspoken cat. Well, here's the worry. What's the, the worry? A man and Don't his microphone. Him? No, I believe him. Oh, you do? No, I believe that he believes it. You know oh, what I mean? Okay, I got you. I, got you. <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to go any further than that. And it, what this is, this is just the beginning, is what I'm looking at. On the broad scope, that this is Micah on his podcast. We're going to get this weekly. Yeah, it's like a, a Bleacher Report, right? A, yeah, this is Micah's new gig. It sounds like he's in a room with no padding. Well, it sounds like he's sitting in his closet. Yeah. And you get in these confessional rooms. And you get to talk. And you start getting comfortable. And you don't realize what this, you're saying and how you're saying Remember it. who you are and who you play for. Right. So there's, what, about 100, 200 shows using this today? As a talk radio host, I'm excited about this. I love it. Keep talking. As a Dallas Cowboy fan, I'm not so much. You should be. No, I'd like to hear from Micah. But he's going to be picking fights. The good well, news is the only people you he's our best from, guy that t- yeah. to do it. Right, he can back it up. But the only, you know, the good thing is Rob. That he he has one. He has the ability to back it up, right? Yeah. And two, he's not the only person saying this. No. But you know, there's 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 talk show hosts, TV hosts. You're right. That but believe the same thing. There's this line of demarcation, though. That you have to be very careful of. That players, and this is the, the, we're, I think we face this in a lot of instances. That there is the player perspective, there is the fan perspective, mm-hmm. 
And then there is the media's perspective. And they are three very different perspectives. And what happens with players who start to cross the line and blur it, it inevitably leads to these gray areas where, like, dude, you get the Draymond situation where right after a playoff game, you're over, you're, you're spouting things without people being able to ask you questions. You're saying things, and it becomes this this beast. Okay, but let me ask you this. Is Nick Bosa, Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, and Fletcher Cox sitting around Actually, trying to use this? No, no, you it's not that. that. No, no, I, I, I'm not, no I don't you're consider right. Consider locker room not, material. Not, do we or do we? No, locker room does matter it because does. I mean Tom Brady and Michael. I mean, but again, Shoot. think about who I'm talking about. Not everybody's wired that way, but there's some players that'll be like, you know what? Y'all heard what Michael said, you yeah. know, in their pregame speech. No, it does matter. <laughs> no, it only matters up until the first snap. After that, it don't matter. But up until kickoff or first time you're hit, right. that's your plan. But no, that I, but that's the least of my worries. It's the you're going to have a guy that's going to have free reign on a mic that I promise you within a month is going to go to the point where I have a feeling his coach, his general manager, are going to have to have a talk. No way. I, well, they maybe we will wish that they, they better had. not muzzle Michael. Well, it's not about it. it well, actually, it is. It is. No, you're right. Micah. It actually is. Like, dude, you know what? I think that's the name of the segment: muzzling Micah. Um. <laughs> you know where I'm going though. You no. see where. I hear this and I think I've well, already. Keep in mind on he's the been Twitter. kind of tweeter, kind of some yeah, things you're t- like. Yeah, dude. he tweeted about some politics. Had to walk it back. Now, where did you rank the Cowboys' performance this Best weekend? Best in the league, forty to nothing. I, 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 I was on our brand new War Room show last night with the boys, uh, which is really kind of fun. Commercial three, an hour straight of football, uh, kind of a kick around session, and uh, forty to nothing in the NFL. Right. I, I can't remember that. That's a generational thing. I mean, uh, when was the last time you watched an NFL game mm-hmm. that didn't Im- include the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and that was 40 to nothing? It's been a while. I can't think of one. I, so, I'm sure there's one. My memory's awful, but no, nothing like that. Not, not like that. Not, and, not, not three and, turnovers and seven sacks. And, and rain and all that be damned. Mike McCarthy said it was the highest percentage of pressure that he's had in his entire career. 75% of uh, Daniel Jones' dropbacks was uh, under pressure. The likes of which we've not seen before. And Aaron Rodgers went down in four snaps, and they were coming for him. Next week would have not been easy for those New York Jets. Aaron is down. What are they going to do now? The ramifications. What he did before. What happens next? Aaron Rodgers in the Jets is coming. You got thoughts? Reach out. 656-3776-656-ESPN. You can type. You can call. Either way, reach out. We'll be right back looking at the NFL and talking to Aaron Rodgers. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. I'm sure you're having a better morning than the New York Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about it. Clarence Hill's going to be here in about uh, 20 minutes or so. Yeah, he just texted 7 or 7.30. I was like, 7, bro. 7, man. Set your alarm. At least he's up. Yeah, he is. He's a newspaper guy, those guys. Those are. guys been up. They I, don't, got I don't think they've been to sleep since Sunday night. Uh, I don't even know where to begin with this because it's unprecedented. I cannot remember not this anything night. like not, this. Not with somebody like Aaron, not with the, the hype that surrounded it. He's been a topic. You know, you got to really, this started before he even got traded to the Jets. 
You know, mm. like this is this has been a thing since they took Jordan Love. So this is something building up since they drafted Jordan Love all the way up until last night, and then you get four plays. And it sucks for him because I mean, even when you look, when you talk to Tom Brady, when you've listened to Peyton Manning, both guys who are Hall of Famers, won Super Bowls, gone to a new place, and they know what it feels like to get that reju that rejuvenation. And they both saw that in Aaron, mm-hmm. only for it to end in four plays. He was carrying the United States flag on a Remembrance Day. That was electric. I yeah. mean, what an intro. But the thing is, though, Rob, what? in those four plays, if that was a sample size of what was to come, He's in trouble. There was, that offensive line was as bad as he said. I mean, he was four plays, Rob, and he was running for his life already. Did you see who their starting center is? Was it me? Connor uh, McGovern. Center? That was Then again, I remember when Aaron called the offensive line out and Robert Sala was like, yeah, Aaron's right. You saw it in that sample size. Now, Zach ended up getting the win, but yeah, they weren't going to be able to do nothing with Mike in them. Well, if that's what it was, Connor McGovern, I'm sorry, but oh, okay. I, I, I saw his to... name out there like, holy crap. But yeah, it didn't look good. It didn't yeah. look, it was, it was the worst case scenario in every instance. It looked like that line was as bad. But the very fact, when we saw him go down and the look over to the sideline, when he knew it was over, no, Sala knew. You saw it. You it could w- tell. He saw it because even if you've never had that, you've had other athletes tell you, this is what you feel. It feels like someone kicked you in the back of the leg, mm-hmm. and then you feel that thing rolling up the back of your leg. And that look that Aaron gave the sideline then rolled on his back and looked to the sky like, are you serious? You kind of knew. My gosh. the ram- Okay, so first of all, I'm the not Jets. even an Aaron guy, but Can- I felt bad for him. Uh, let's rapid fire this. Okay. Without him, what are the Jets? Nine and eight. Nine and eight. And that's because this or is defense. That, is that, or is it eight and nine? Somewhere in there. Legend. And that's because of the defense. Yeah. If Zach, you know, who knows? Maybe Zach's ready now. I don't know. Okay. They win that game last night. That was a big game. Okay. But we'll get into why they won that game. Because there's other things going on with Buffalo. Yeah. yeah uh, that, that Buffalo yeah. might be the next mess. I think they're a 500 team. And then, but I know you can't be 500 because there's an odd number of games, but you get where I'm coming from. Eight, nine, nine, and eight. So the NFL had, how many. How many primetime games do they have scheduled in the five? future? Five, four, well, five four more, more, four more, four more games that are that are currently scheduled. Who knows what would happen late in the season when the flex season started yeah, to hit? If they were truly Super Bowl bound, their next one would, is going to be against the Chiefs on Sunday night, October first. Well, the Cowboys at three thirty—that's a big deal. It's not, but it's not the seven p.m. and it's not Thursday night. I, so the NFL is going to have to adjust. Not if they win, Rob. What if they win? If they it, keep winning, they're they're no. they're a draw. They are. No, they're not. <laughs> they're not. I mean, I'd love to see them, but, but you no, know, let me tell you, you're going to tune in primetime Amazon Thursday night if, for ahead. a twenty to thirteen Jets. Okay, so slug let's, fest. let's look at it. You're not going to start flexing until later on in the season, right? So there's nothing really there for them to flex. I mean, you got that Cleveland game at seven fifteen on Prime, but that's on a Thursday. You're not flexing that. So, you know, they got two prime video two prime video games and one ESPN game against the Chargers on November fifth. And that's on Monday night. How much money was bet on the Jets to win the Super Bowl? That a lot. That Vegas is just Do you get tucking your money in their back? pocket. No. I know I'm kidding. I'm, you know what I mean? Can I get that's it if bet protect uh, 30 risk free bets, baby. Bet that's why you should have signed up. I'm we tried to tell you. You had the opportunity. 
<laughs> BetUS.com. I'm just saying. Right. Okay, so that that's the other part of this. I mean, the Jets and the poor Jets, the, the, the football landscape today is no different than it was at the end of last season. The Jets are going to be the Jets again. So we're back to those that, and I know of at least two two pundits that have picked the Jets to go to the Super Bowl. So suddenly the AFC gets a little bit more open. Well, I'm that, not saying they were good yeah. enough, but if Aaron could have lived up to even a percentage of the hype, and that defense is what we expected Absolutely. after what I saw with Kansas City, they're one injury away. Everybody is, as the Jets are now done. They were Super Bowl contenders, and now they're not. That's over. What you don't got? There's no Brock Purdy and Zach. There's no. Well, that's the the, the real question. I mean, I, maybe Zach. Maybe Zach turns the corner. Maybe the game slows down. Is he going to be like Luke Skywalker and Aaron Rodgers is dead? Yeah. Yoda. I mean, if Garrett Wilson is going to catch passes like that, anybody could be good if if Garrett Wilson's going to do that, and if Brees Hall. Who, who Eli Man is like, dude, he ain't in shape. Brees Hall should have scored, but my man oh, didn't practice. Down. <laughs> he ran out of gas. He ran out of gas. In fact, he was headed to the end zone. Then he started running toward the sideline. I, like, I, I just found it funny. Eli Manning, the, the captain of dad bods, calling somebody out of shape. But Brees got ran down. So but no. you, you know, you watched that feed. I didn't watch that feed. No, I flipped back and forth. I can't, I can't and watch Peyton and Eli See, the whole time. that's the benefit of cable. And congratulations. That's another thing that Aaron Rodgers did. Shout out did. to Aaron for the Aaron Rodgers gave you the game last night, all you Spectrum buyers. He gave it. It was Aaron Rodgers alone. Trust me. No, it was. They're like, yo, we got to have this Monday night. That's 20 million people. That was That went from ESPN to Disney. Yeah. So the Bob Iger desk calling the Spectrum folks like y'all are gonna fix this today. Hey man, I didn't. And they did it. And we are about five thirty. Yeah, it was like right at the deadline. The deal was done, and Aaron got it done. So before yeah. he exited stage left, if you like him or not, whether he wore yellow pants or not, he brought you that game because Absolutely. it would not have happened. Now let's you know we got to get out of here, but the the elephant in the room and it's and it's got Dumbo ears is Ooh. Josh Allen. Like, oh, we're gonna it's, get there. it's 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 good to not be play for the cow. It's good to not play for the Cowboys sometimes because if Dak opens the season like that, the world's on fire. It is good to be from Buffalo. You have the support of the mafia. He's in their family. We got more to talk about. Where oh. if you're going to get some lunch today, where would you drive through? We have the top five <laughs> ranked. Fast food restaurants, according to folks just like us, and Clarence Hill's just around the corner. Hold on, there's more to do. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz. Of course, Cowboys talk continues after that 40 to nothing win over the Giants. Shereen Williams joins us at 515. We'll talk Texans with the great Indy Kalua. The Blitz starts at 2. Hey, Rudy, feeling better about those Bears yet? Violence. Wow. You know, this is the the Bears are low hanging fruit. Like you can't talk about a team that I talk about more. Uh, I will you know? say though, Rudy, that was desperately awful. Look, he went Edwin. He's worse. Yeah, Edwin. How many times on this show did I say I don't think they should have traded the Ooh. first pick? I think they should have just kept the pick and had him and Bryce Young compete. I said that a lot of times. And I, again, I saw all the pundits. Keep in mind when ESPN is doing this. They have a lot of money in ESPN Chicago. So there's an agenda to make the Bears good. 
Like everybody wants the Bears to be good. It is a na- it's not the Cowboys. No, you're right. It's, it's a national, it's brand. national it needs, brand. They need to be better. So everybody's like, oh, I think he's going to make the next step, and he might. But I'm no. like, I ain't. No. I'm not. He got to sell me. He's got to show me. You got to win four or five games in a row. You got to turn it on. You got to be something. Like even though Lamar Jackson hasn't won a title, but or Josh Allen, who we're going to discuss, you can see things that say, okay, I don't see that with Justin. I don't. So, yeah, no, things hasn't gotten better. Uh, Not at all. No. Not at all. It was worse. Uh, He looked awful. Looked awful. Yeah, it looked bad. And he's scared to pull the trigger. It looks awful. So, no, I don't. Well, no, so, I, no, I don't feel any better, Jason. No, it's going to be a I feel the same season. way I've felt since 1986, the year after the Super Bowl. The Green Bay still has the Bears mortgage. It's still Dude, there. It don't matter the quarterback. It was Will down to Jordan Matt Love. Flynn. Yeah. You know what I mean? It doesn't don't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. 30 years of ownership. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it does not matter. Hey, Clarence Hill's coming around the corner. We're still talking burgers. Where do you stop when you go? We'll tell you the top five. Number one, yeah, the arches we know. Wait do you hear what number two is and. I've, I had you no bet. idea. They sell more coffee than Starbucks. I'm not surprised a bit. Is or McDonald's, should we be? Is McDonald's coffee good? I don't I, get coffee at McDonald's. I, you know what? In my memory, um, as long as it's a PSL, we'll be right back. This is R&R. <laughs> oh You're on 941 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God. It's early. Wake me Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the back oh. with a left hand oh. slam. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R and R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, but we're just the hosts. You know what I mean? When we talk football, we reach out to the very best, and it's time for Clarence Hill of Fort Worth Star Telegram to stop by for his weekly morning. Clarence, how's everything up there? What's up, guys? How are you doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, man. Talk to us, man. I mean, you've been covering the team for a long time. I don't know. Have you ever seen a 40-0 in your time covering the team? You know, that was the uh, the biggest, most lopsided opening victory in franchise history. So, no, I've never seen it. Cowboys <laughs> never seen it. What 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 a performance. What a shutout. I mean, that's the biggest shutout in franchise history. They've never beat anybody, season opener, through any game that big uh, by that type of margin in a shutout victory. So, kudos to the Cowboys. What a way to get this season started. Now, they gave Minnesota a uh, 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 Field goal last year, but that it felt the same. But Minnesota managed to get a field goal. Remember last year, what was it forty-one to three, yeah, something like that? There's no doubt. You know that that was dominant, and, and this was is equally as dominant. But you know the difference. But last year, at least the offense contributed. I mean, this this <laughs> was a complete, you know, just mastery on defense and special teams. And offense just you know just don't get in the way, don't mess it up, which which was great. I was trying to think over the weekend because you saw what Pittsburgh with the Fort right. Pittsburgh. I still think the Cowboys' victory was most impressive. Because Pittsburgh was not a playoff team last year, okay? You can say what you want. Yes, going to Pittsburgh, did what they did. They were not a playoff team, and then Pittsburgh did score seven points. Uh, what Dallas did to a Giants team that was a playoff team, that won a playoff game, that improved their team, gave their quarterback $40 million, added one of the best tight ends in football, uh, tried to improve the offensive line, really had hope for taking the next step 
for them to just smother them and step on their necks. And, and I compared it in a column today to Star Telegram. It was like the red wedding from the Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> uh, I was going to bring it up. Bloodbath. That was, by the way, Clarence, respect. What a, what a great analogy it was. <laughs> it was a perfect reference for what was the red wedding. Now, What's the attitude around the building? I, I don't know. Sometimes the beating is so bad, it's not good for anybody. You know, the, you walk away going, well, everything worked, and I, I don't like that. I'd like to have some kind of trial and tribulation there. So when you, you hit the ground getting ready for the Jets, now they got Aaron Rodgers down, you wonder what the attitude is going to be around the star as they get busy for a game that appears, at least right now, to be a bit of a letdown. Okay, I'm just going just like the Longhorns, just like the Aggies, <laughs> they ain't want enough to get high on their horse. Okay. Longhorn, just, just, like, just like the Longhorns who beat Alabama, you know, the, the Cowboys still got 20 years of frustration, okay? They, they, they have, you feel good about the win, feel good about what you're doing. Hopefully it's a, a step forward, but you have no reason to act like you've done anything. And how many times have the Cowboys and the Longhorns, I'm sure we'll get to at some point, done something thinking that okay we they've arrived and get slapped back down and get disappointed in the end so i mean i think this team is hardened especially after the losses in the playoffs last year you know they've been 13 and 3 before they've had great records before. they've been 12 and 5 and it didn't end in nothing so yes they feel good about their win they feel good about this defense they think the defense has championship caliber but they know that this is just the beginning. This is part of the journey. They, you know, they're, they, they've already put that away. And we talked to Mike McCarthy yesterday and said everybody was sleeping on the plane. They got back at five in the morning and they back to work getting ready for the Jets. Now that, of course, you know, when we talked to Mike yesterday, we thought that they were going to be playing a Jets team and fire up to play a Jets team, uh, that had Aaron Rodgers, you know, another right. showdown with Mike McCarthy, another showdown with Rodgers who has vexed the Cowboys over the years, but four plays into this great, Packers career, not Packers career, but Jets career, he's done. Done and done. So, what's the, how do, how is Micah's outspokenness accepted amongst the staff? I know the players don't mind, Clarence. You know, I, you know the players, it is what it is. That Micah's their leader. They're going to roll with it. But he's doing his little podcast. He's doing his podcast. And I won't say little. I don't want to demean it. But he's doing his podcast now. And he had a lot to say yesterday. They had the best performance. This could be a dominant defense on the way to the Super Bowl. How is Micah's outspokenness received amongst the entire organization? As long as you can walk the walk after you talk the talk. And Micah <laughs> Parsons has walked the walk since he's been here. You know, what are you, you going to tell Micah? You know, he, he works hard. He did his own thing in offseason. You remember, mm-hmm. you know, he practiced away from the team and got better. I mean, he single-handedly wrecked training camp. I've never – I've been covering the Cowboys since 1997, and I've watched every training camp practice – by every player that's come through here since 1997. I've never seen a defender dominate training camp the way Michael Parsons dominated training camp this year. So, yeah, they, they, they know they have a great player. And you, you have different rules, different things for great players. Let him do his podcast. But he's not saying anything that they don't believe in the building. They do believe they have a chance to have the best defense in the NFL. That's their goal. That's their hope. You know, they they uh, they had the, one of the best pass rushers, not the best pass rushers in the NFL last year. They've only added to that, and now they're, they're trying to show up their run defense. And, and the beautiful thing about that defense, um, as you saw Sunday, is the depth. 
Look at the waves that they got after the quarterback. Look at Wanye Thomas and Bell at safety. You still haven't had Donovan Wilson. You still don't have Jordan Lewis. The cornerback group uh, duo, uh, the addition of Stephon Gilmore. My God. You, you saw the way he played. You saw the way he ran routes with the receiver. You saw the way he makes plays on the ball, a former defensive player of the year. He still has it. I don't know how anybody lets this guy get away and, and not put him up. But the tandem of him and, and uh, Diggs, just think about last year when the Cowboys played Green Bay, mm-hmm. okay, and when, when they lost that game and everybody wants to blame Dak. But look, remember that secondary. You, you don't have Jordan Lewis, okay. You don't have um, Anthony Brown goes down. Look who you were playing with in that secondary. And that was a struggle for the rest of the season. You know, that secondary without Anthony Brown, Jordan mm-hmm. Lewis hurt, you know, the depth of that secondary. Now look at the secondary. Now look at that cornerback position now with Trevon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore. I think it's as good as any duo in the in the country. You add in uh, Deron Bland, a rookie from last year, who led the team with interceptions, also got his first interception uh, to go. The, de- the depth in that secondary cornerback and safety is as good as in the league. That is Clarence Hill. You can take his stuff from the Fort Worth, Har- uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram every day. Great article today referring to the uh, the game and all that came out of it. A couple questions. Um, w- you talked about the defense, and my gosh, it gives you a lot of leeway. The uh, there's a lot of being made of the new play calling style of McCarthy, whether it's uh, you know um, safer or less Kellen Moore. Tell us about what you saw in the play calling, specifically relying on the defense to do some things that, quite frankly, your offense doesn't need to do anymore. Uh, did we see more of that than we expected, or exactly what we wanted to see out of McCarthy's new uh, uh, West Coast style play calling on offense? First of all, I don't think we saw anything Sunday Yeah, night okay, the good Cowboys, point. Right. The Cowboys were smart. Unlike unlike last night, when when uh, when uh, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and Josh Allen continues to say, hey, I'm going to sling this ball down the field and, throws the, and turns the ball over four times. You don't need to do that to beat the, to beat the Jets. They weren't scoring. They weren't doing anything. And even more to the point, it's, it's raining. They went to a wet ball plan. You know, they were going to be more conservative. They didn't even show half as what they practiced on offense because of the weather. Uh, you got the lead. You got the defense. Let's be smart. You know, don't turn the ball over. You know, so they didn't they didn't take out half their game plan of things they planned to do. But you did see some things. Certainly you saw the running game. You felt good about Tony Pollard. Certainly you saw the use of Cavante Turpin as a goal linebacker. Who saw that? Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. 155-pound Cavante <laughs> Turpin. But it's about setting people up for things they plan to do later. But also getting Turpin on the field and getting the ball in his hand and find a way to get the ball in his hand because they believe he's a playmaker. They want to uh, be an explosive team. And, and, you know, Dak talked about it. We have playmakers. We have guys who can make big plays. Don't force big plays. That's that's the philosophy. If there's a philosophy, is don't force big plays. Last night was an example of we're not going to force anything. We'll take what they give us. You know, you got Cooks who came in, didn't have a big night, but his impact. He had a 37-yard penalty, uh, interference penalty. He drew a holding penalty. He drew a uh, illegal contact penalty. All first downs because of his speed. You, you you saw those types. And even at the end of the first half, when the Cowboys up 26 nothing, I'm in the press box telling Calvin Watkins, just get out of here. Don't 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 try to do anything <laughs> special. Yeah. Don't give them no momentum. Don't do nothing stupid. Right. Turn over, give them momentum, 
and Mike McCarthy called the time, but still aggressive, but he was calculated. He threw a deep pass up the sideline, not over the middle of it. We talked about, yes, we're going to be aggressive, but I didn't go free. He said, I didn't go four wide. You know, but I'm going to try to take a shot because I want to score points. I got like, he likes to, he calls it the, the double double with cheese. He likes to get a touchdown <laughs> at the, at the end of the first half and one coming out of the second half. That's that double double with cheese. And so he was trying to get a double double with cheese. But he was smart about it. He was he wasn't greedy with it. But he, you know, if, if it's there, it's there. If not, we're gonna go into the half with this twenty. So it's about being smarter. <laughs> Those are the things that you know. I, I think at times with Keller Moore as offense coordinator last year, they want smart in certain situations with the lead. Certainly in the Jacksonville game, even going back to the Green Bay game, running the ball and doing some things that, that didn't use the clock. So Mike McCarthy's gonna be smart about it. We didn't see a lot on offense. Uh, you're disappointed with the, the the drops by the tight ends, you know, because I think it would look a lot better. Dak's numbers look like better, but guy at least catches the wide open touchdown pass. He drops, and you know, and and so you know, some of those things they have to get better. But do like they do like the way the tight ends block the offensive line, which got killed in training camp last year. I mean, all, not last year, this all year. camp by by the Cowboys defense. They didn't give up a sack. You know what? And I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you that. Like y'all asked him, y'all asked Mike yesterday about the tight end room and he said he liked, he likes what's going on in the tight end room. What is, what about the tight end room did he like? The blocking? Is that what we talking about? Because Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz was catching double digit touchdowns. So what is he liking about the tight end room that I'm missing? I'm glad you missed. Dalton Schultz had two catches for four yards yesterday. <laughs> oh, don't start. He got CJ Stroud, Clarence. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. What, what, what a rookie got to do with two catches for four yards? <laughs> he had two catches for four yards. Oh, come on, Clarence. Two, I'm just stating the fact. I'm, I'm going to give you the numbers. I, I mean, Ferguson had better numbers than that. No, what he likes about the tight end room, he says it's a young room. I like the competitiveness. I know they're going to work hard and get better. No one's happy with the drop passes, but they do like the blocking. You know, that's one thing Jonathan Schutz didn't do. They do. They want to run the ball. They need physical guys at tight end. They need to help the running game. That's what he likes. So yes, you, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna put a feather in their cap for the way they blocked and helped in the run game. Certainly, they have a chance. They need to be better as pass receivers, and they believe they have the players that will be better as pass receivers. Uh, so that that's what he's talking about. But yeah, no one's happy with the four four drop passes. Uh, a couple no things. Uh, uh, Calvin Watkins gets a double double uh, at at the end of every half. No. No, he's talking about McCarthy. Huh? Oh, McCarthy. He's I thought McCarthy. I, I misunderstood. Yeah, no, I was McCarthy. Uh, Watkins getting a double double too. Funny thing when he, when he talks about scoring at the end of the half, and then when you have the ball, you know that's why you defer. You want to right. score right. to going in, and then when you want to score coming out, that's called a double double. Double double. I thought we were double. talking Jeez. cheeseburger with Watkins. I was like, no. man, no, the guy's no, no, looking no. pretty good shape for eating double doubles like that. Yeah, I was talking to Calvin when he was sitting next to me at the game, and I was telling him. You know, you know, be conservative and you know, don't mess it up. And and you know, and, and so I just bring it up that that's my gotcha. philosophy. Call gotcha. Double, double, double I, you know, and it's hard for us to digest. And we'll stay with the hamburger idea of the you know, just taking what the hand that you're dealt and just getting out of the room with a lead. You'll never go broke making a profit, and, and that's kind of what we saw happening. And let, let's look the the. I'm trying to find the term that the, that McCarthy has, the safety net that this defense provides. And getting into the manpower I'm watching on the defense, and another guy that's playing well, Wanye Thomas. When you look at teams that have ability to scout well, I, I you know, I'm watching Pickens with the Steelers, and I go, that's just another wide receiver that they scouted that's great, and they just know how to find him. 
What is it about the Cowboys, DQ, Will McClay, finding these safeties that are interchangeable, that can guard slot, that can be big, that can corner? There's probably five or six of these guys on the team. Is that a very specific Dan Quinn thing, or is that something you're seeing with the league? No, I mean, I, I think that Dan Quinn as Will McClay, they know what they're looking for. Certainly, uh, they know the type of player they're looking for. I mean, J-Ron Curse was a bust. Let's be honest. Mm. You know, he, he didn't do it. He didn't look in his other previous stops in, in Green Bay and Detroit and other places. J-Ron Curse looked nothing like the player that he's in Dallas. So certainly the Cowboys have a vision for what they're looking for. A when they drafted When they signed Marquise Bell out of Florida and m Last year, they had a vision for him playing a type of role. They said, this is a guy with a safety, but he also can do some linebacker things. Yeah. Because you understand that this is a defense that, that, that relies on safeties more than linebackers. They have their safeties down in the box and doing linebacker type things. That's one thing that DeMario Overshawn was going to do, even though he was a linebacker in Texas. He was a former safety, and they really liked his skill set and his body to do some of those safety linebacker things. Marquise Bell is doing some of the things that they had hoped for DeMario on Overshawn. But, yeah, and he was physical. He played the run, uh, played that option play like, you know, right, right in college. And, and he's physical. And Wanya Thomas, another guy, physical. He had a great training camp. It was really good. They were worried about having to cut one of those safeties. And actually, they cut the linebacker. They cut the, you yeah. know, the kid. You know, we talked about the kid out of uh, LSU, you know, who was who Jabril. Been Jabril. Jabril Cox to keep these safeties, you know, because they valued these safeties and the impact they, 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 and the potential they had and certainly the impact they made. I mean, they, they kept six safeties on the roster. You That's know, like keeping three. five power or a small forwards on an NBA team. But, but if they're versatile and interchangeable and do, and some, and some do some other things, they always talk about, you know, versatility and be able to do more than one thing. And, and these guys can do more than one thing, but they also can make plays. I mean, you, Donovan Wilson got the big contract. You know what type of player he is. They did not miss him with Bell and Wanye Thomas out there to go with Curse and 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 Malik Hooker. I mean, those and just think this it is they were talking after the game. Some of the players were talking about after the game. You know, wait till we get Bell back. And you know, here's a guy who has a nose for the football, a nose for turnovers. What do you get Jordan Lewis back? And you you to mm-hmm. add to what you right. have in this secondary. Now, is um, Stephen A. and Club Shay Shay and your boy Keyshawn and Michael Irvin, are they going to get on Josh Allen like they would ride Dak if he had four turnovers? I don't know. And, uh, and I know Emmanuel Acho was, you know, trying to play both ends. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> Cowboy fans wouldn't do that if you watched him on Twitter last night. Yeah, uh-huh. Cowboy fans have a point. You were part of the problem, too, sir. <laughs> You, 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 your show did the same thing, sir. You were part of the problem. And, and my thing is, like, I, 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 I try to tell y'all in camp, we have this talk. And I'm not excusing Dak's turnovers. Mm-hmm. And I know that there were, you know, he needed to improve. But people had lost their minds about Dak's turnovers and did not have the same attitude toward other people with turnovers. Whether it was the guy who led the league in turnovers last year or the year before, you know, the focus on Dak's turnovers has been something like I've never seen before. And and this is and Josh Allen is a case in point. Josh Allen has led the league in turnovers since 2018. Josh Allen has had actually had more turnovers in terms of fumbles and interceptions than Dak Prescott last year. But we never saw mm. daily referendums on ESPN about Dak about Josh Allen's turnover problem. It was only Dak. It feels like it, it got to the point that it has Cowboy fans flummoxed that that's all he does. I, you know how many times I come and encounter Cowboy fans and all they bring well Dak needs to quit turning the ball over. Like he don't really turn the ball over like that. You know, it's a narrative that's just, that's that's grown into something that that it shouldn't be. For me, when you watch 
Allen last night, it was reckless. Just downright, you're just reckless. You don't give a damn. You just, you're just slinging it. I never have felt like that about Dak. Not once did I ever feel like Dak was just outright reckless. I think sometimes I think the narrative was it was, um, you know, we'd rather have reckless than inept. Like at least Allen's trying to make a play and he's trying to thread the needle and it looks awful, but we'll rectify that, the Brett Favre syndrome. But we'd rather have a Dak Prescott who's, you know, making the appropriate throw, just not appropriately well. Or the route's not run appropriately to the throw, whatever the case may be. That seems to stick in our mind far more than the reckless, just sling it deep and hope for a plate stuff that Allen's trying. Yeah, he was not reckless. Now, there were times last year when he was trying to make a play. That's, that's why I emphasized early on that that's been the focus. Don't force big plays. You know, let, let the plays come to you. You have big play player. This team has more team speed than they've had any, at any point in a long time. You got players that can make big plays. You get the ball in their hands, which is why they, again, Turpin and, and Cooks and CD, and, and they got players that can make plays and, 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 and Tony Pollard. Just get the ball in their hands. Don't force anything. Don't force big plays that you don't have to do. And one, there was one play that, you know, we talked yesterday, uh, that, uh, Schottenheimer, the offense coordinator, talked about the, the play to the tight end in the end zone, the back of the end zone, that almost got picked. And he was like, it was a, and he fell off. That, that was a play that he probably didn't want to, would want to have back. But outside of that, there, there was nothing else that you would question on the decision on the throw that Dak made yesterday or Sunday, excuse me. I, you know, and another thing you brought up, you know, to kind of shift gears here, Clarence, um, you know what I said after Saturday, after 6 o'clock in Tuscaloosa? It's about damn time they beat somebody. You Texas, you're supposed to have a signature win once a year. I can't believe the Texas fans was throwing a parade on 6th Street for finally winning the big game. Stop it, man. What? Yes, thank stop you. Stop, stop. He's been no, doing no, this no, for no, two no, days, no, man. What? Don't, don't do this, man. <laughs> thank what you mean? First of all, I was in T-Town. <laughs> oh, Okay. Okay, I was in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> you know, what a weekend. You don't even understand the weekend I had. But I was in Tuscaloosa Saturday night. And then I got on a plane that flew to New York and barely made it because there was rain in New York. They had a ground stop. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not even going to make this game. But I was in T-Town. What an experience. What, what a college football scene. What a college football town. I've never seen that. You know, and I've, you know that, that it, it, it was a special special atmosphere and I, I hear what you're saying it's about time but right you still got to do it and it hasn't okay. been done and it certainly hasn't been done to alabama tell me when the last time alabama lost at home to a non-rect uh to a non-conference opponent been okay. a while show me how many former saban assistants beat him at home and and tell me who does it by double digits Okay, that was something to feel good about, sir. This is a team that two years ago, you know, Sark's team had a lot of leads and blew them in the fourth quarter, okay? Saturday night, as well as Texas has played, fourth quarter, they score a touchdown, Alabama takes the lead. You know there was some butts tight at all <laughs> and everywhere else because of the history. Okay, here we go again. Yeah, we're playing well, but now they're going to come get us. Going back to last year, they had to lead, they dominated the game. They lost in the fourth quarter. Texas dominated the fourth quarter so much for three minutes left of the game. We're all on the sideline. Everybody's chanting Alabama so mad. Uh, they dominated the fourth. Te- Texas was a better team. They were a the more physical team. They were a the more athletic team. And really, if not, if you know, two drop touchdown passes earlier, it probably would have been even a bigger blowout. So, yeah, Texas should feel good. It's still just one game. It's still two games into the season. I didn't like the fact that they were smoking cigars in the locker room. Like what? They were doing I didn't know that. Championship. You didn't what? know that? No. Quinn Ears is, yeah, Quinn Ears is smoking cigars in the locker room. You ain't Joe you know, Burrow. Like, Calm down, like, Quinn. Channel Joe Burrow. <laughs> and, you know, like after he has a championship. I, 
but but they enjoyed it. They moved on. You got well, they better have moved on. You you enjoy it and move on, but you have to have a right to enjoy it, man. Okay. All the grief you guys have put on Texas, Texas back, old Texas back, Texas ain't back, Texas ain't done nothing since back left. Texas, Texas, Texas. No, they ain't. <laughs> Clarence is back and he'll be back every Tuesday. Check all of his stuff at Fort Worth Star Telegram. Follow him on Twitter. If you're a Cowboy fan, you're already doing that. And if you're not, go ahead and jump on the boat. Hey, Clarence, thanks for stopping Appreciate by, man. It's you, always man. a pleasure. Hey, man, thank you, man. I want to say hi to all of my people in San Antonio. Every Tuesday, listen to me. There yeah, we go. Clarence at home. We bring him yeah. back. It's the Mike McCarthy Show every Friday morning at 7 and 9 with R&R in the morning. I'm all about winning. So when it has to do with winning, then it's part of our operation, our, our messaging, and our outlook. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Joe Reinigal here. Coming up later on The Blitz, we're going to continue with Cowboys football talk. Shereen Williams will join us at 515. Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud had his first game. Indy Kalu joins us at 330. And how did Aaron Rodgers look in a Jets uniform? All of that and much more. Rippity. Bears to the Super Bowl? Two. Wow, they're blowing you up, man. That's all good. First of all, I don't even know who Joe's team is. He When he got here, he said he was a Titans fan. Then he gets to Cowboy Camp and he's buying cowboy gear and posting pictures and cowboy hats and cowboy shirts. I don't know who Joe's team is to make fun of him, other than the Cardinals, but it's no fun making fun of the Car making fun of the Cardinals is like making fun of the Bears. I mean, who makes fun of a team that that sucks? So whatever, Joe. Well, whatever, be, Jason. He's gonna be a, a Titans fan here. Again. Now I did see Jason beat Joe in bowling and Jason bowled a one oh three. So what I'm so what I'm finding is Joe bowled under a hundred, a grown man. Bowling under a hundred is embarrassing. I'm not saying anything. Yeah, because I know the last. I, I remember what happened the last I time you went bowling. In, I don't. I, you no. threw your back out, didn't no, you? Or I blew a hand? No, the knee. <laughs> I'm the guy that goes on IR after a bowling. So I, I can't. Uh, I can't even speak to it. The watching Aaron Rodgers go down. You know the Jets are screwed. They, Are they? they? Oh, I'm, not, I'm not giving up on him yet, man. I, don't give up on Zach I'm, yet. He got the Johnny Lawrence headband. He's got Mr. Lawrence. No mercy. He's gonna have. Uh, he's gonna have to channel Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. They're gonna have to have two headsets. They did Yoda say. Solid said they were gonna sign a quarterback more than sign another quarterback more than likely. Who? Mike Glennon. The usual suspects, one of these guys that just sit around on the couch and get a million dollars for get nothing. Big head, Darnold, or pull Ryan out of the uh, out of Where, the booth. Right? Well, the, Matt the, Ryan. the joke running around Twitter and X last night was Tom Brady. Oh, my God. Nah, this Kraft is trying to wave his five-year. He can't wave the five years. Look, I love Tom Brady, but we're not waving oh, the five years. It's Tom Brady. It's Knock it off. This is different, man. Knock it's, it off. It's TB12 time. I, I think San Francisco should chase a run. Uh, go get Darnold. the Jets. Go get go to Darnold, man. I mean, go, San Francisco should offer. Dude, up San Fran kept him and not Trey Lance. They ain't giving him up. I'm not saying it won't cost them. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was telling Rudy in the break that if you're the owner of the Jets, Woody Woody uh, Johnson, the, the Johnson and Johnson family, they got you know money forever. Even with that kind of money, you're looking at the Jets as kind of like a boat today. Like, are you kidding? Bust me? out another thousand. Just, are you kidding me? Like all this, and now he's hurt. How much does this cost me? 
Well, the, I guess the uh, the glass half full is Brees Hall is back. He did look good. He did look good. Which is and, shocking coming off of ACL. And, and that's my point. I'm glad you brought him up. Because the one thing that I know the Cowboys did bring sketch. out of the game against the Giants was, at least for two series, they shaky. couldn't stop the run. And if I'm the Jets, you that's see, you all nit- I got. You nitpicking your guys, right? I you am nitpicking, nitpicking them. I am, but I did see something that if I was Dable, that I think when they, if they decide to ever look at that tape, and they should burn it, but if they do decide to ever look back at that tape, they're going to look at their first eight play calls and go, you know, we got away from it because of the weather and the, the scoreboard and all that, but we were able to run. I know it was the quarterback. I know it, but right now. The Jets are going to have one thing to do, What's and that's that? run the ball and keep that offense off the freaking field. Run the ball and let that defense do what it needs to do. Right. And that really was going to be the prescription to beat them with Aaron Rodgers, I believe. And now they're going to be forced to do it. So this isn't the best-case scenario, I would say, for the Cowboys, apart from not having to face the guy that also owns your mortgage. Fair. Fair. So it, this isn't the best case scenario because you just brought it up, Breeze Hall. We thought uh, maybe in three months we would have seen that. No, I didn't expect that. You know, I, I fully expected it to be Dalvin Cook, but you know, they they kind of sort of split carries, but Breeze did more with his carries than Dalvin did. Cowboys win this game. You know, it, it was going to be cool, but hell, Zach was running for his life against Buffalo. He has no chance against Mike in the game. Dallas wins. And they're at home, Dallas wins. So I'm down 20 bucks. I had a $20 bet on that game. And again, so yeah, I actually lost money on this game coming up too. Hope you had Bet Protect. Yeah. From BetUS.com. The the discrepancy now, I, I don't know how the how Cowboy fans going to handle this week. What do you mean? How you handle because it? Because the... Battered, you, battered Cowboy Syndrome. No, you're trying man, you to find t- a problem. You take the win. Well, no, you try to find oh. a problem. Sometimes there isn't one. You and don't have right to be now, that Right now, is there? Well, no. If you don't find a problem, what's the? What are you working on? I mean, mindset. See, killer that's mentality. We had Clarence. If you missed anything, we'll be back. Um, killer, killer instinct. You know, uh, you know the greats like a Nick Saban will tell you. I don't know if I should be quoting Nick after a loss like that, but um, excellence is a way of life. Meaning, oh, meaning, no matter who you playing. You play with that. You play uh-huh. with that same level of excellence. Just because you know you had the sorry ass Giants, and now you get the Zach Wilson Jets, your mentality still should be February, Las Vegas. Step on their throats, put them out of their misery. That should be the mentality. So that's what you're working on, having killer instinct, which is something that they've lacked since the '90s. So that's what you're working on. If I'm just trying to answer your question, I just I know. See, it that's sounds, a nightmare so, scenario, man. I know. That's, that's the kind of thing you go that you hear from teams the week before they lose. They ain't losing to the Jets. No, they're not. not but you know, Wilson. it's one of those. Well, we say that, but that's what you hear from teams. Well, that one the year week they, before they Sam lose. Sam Darnold did kick their ass one year. Remember when they went up to the Jets and Sam Darnold just thrashed? Was that Sam Darnold? It was. Who was that? I don't remember no, who it was. was a, but, I don't know, but they thrashed them. So you, when I hear you know, just maintain excellence and go out and you know, going against a, a wounded team, and you had all oh, that Darnold. kind of. It was big head. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. So well, I, I'm not threatening loss. No, but I hate it when I hear this. You haven't done nothing. Yeah, that, you know why we keep bringing up Texas? Because how many times have we come? We had these conversations. Yeah, Clarence, hurry up and said that. 
Like they haven't done anything. I'm like, damn, man, y'all are really battered. Battered cowboy syndrome is real. It's real because there's a reason behind it. It's kind of like USA basketball and FIBA. You know what, LeBron James? And I, you know, I I try. I, I I swear, y'all. I swear, I try to be nice to LeBron because I really think he's a genuinely a good guy at heart. But sometimes he misses the boat and makes himself the the center of attention when it's not even needed. Now, the redeem team, LeBron, was brought about when y'all lost the Olympics. You, D-Wade, Mello, AI, Tim Duncan, y'all guys, y'all lost the Olympics. It wasn't FIBA. Like, he's acting like he's coming to the rescue after the Olympics. You coming to the rescue after the FIBA fourth stringers got fourth place like oh i'm mad now no there's that like you're not gonna get your this isn't a redeem team thing lebron I, I see you working i see you working bro but it's not the same thing y'all got embarrassed in 04 okay in the olympics we clearly didn't give a damn about the fibas but no let lebron is mad and he's tweeting and he's gonna go get ad and kd first of all you need to keep ad ass on ice for the regular season and for the Lakers playoffs. He doesn't need to do anything extra. But it's just it's just so LeBron, LeBron being LeBron to act like he's going to come to the rescue after the FIBAs. I mean, no disrespect. But Halliburton and Mikael Bridges, I mean like let's say you just Devin Booker and a bunch of, you know, a bunch of A1 guys. Yeah, I then I get you put put on the cape LeBron, send out the back signal. No, we still got about 15 We still minutes. got 15 yeah. minutes? I thought we had another break. Don't we owe him another break? Uh-uh. Oh. No, remember, it's just set 30 and 8. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm an hour all, late. Yeah, I'm an hour good. late. Let's talk about the league. Yeah, let's talk about it. The, the bat signal going up, I do think, is silly. <laughs> it's like after but, the FIBAs, bro? But, but, but you got to keep in mind, there's an alternate plan here. What's the alternate plan? It's Ralph? a free month in Paris. It's a, a free fashion. month in Paris. Let's not you kid ourselves about be. motive. But he, but this, Rob, they this go ain't to going to the Philippines. Want. He ain't hanging around in Manila. He getting a free month in Paris. <laughs> but he can yes, go anytime I'm he in. wants. Rob, it's free. It's free. Month, okay, I got you. And it's it will free. be the most exclusive, most fruity tooty kind of Olympics we've ever had. You know what it looked like in Miami for F one? Wait oh. till the Paris Olympics With come. The fashion and Holy all that. Holy crap! Yes, yes, he's going. And he's gathered together every one of his fashion icon dudes to go as well. Do you do you want him if you're Steve Kerr? Yes. You want LeBron? Absolutely. At, at, if at, I'm the league, at 87 years I, old, it don't matter. I'm it asking. don't matter. I, I doesn't mean he got to play a lot, but LeBron representing Team USA in Paris as his swan song. Yes, yes, it's going to happen, and it's going to be Jordan esque. And you get Curry. You're going to get all the guys. KD. It's, this is going to be the most hyped Olympics, and this Team USA team will have everybody you ever dreamed of will be on this team. Everybody. Jason Tatum, Devin Booker. You name the guy. Hmm. Now, because Steve Kerr can can pull the break glass in case of emergency, we just took fourth place. And we got to recruit Joel Embiid. 
because he doesn't. He hasn't claimed citizen. He has French. Then he have he's he got has France, Cameroon, has and Haitian. I yeah, think. so they've been recruiting him because, as you saw in the FIBAs, Rob, our size is a, is an issue. So I, I think Steve Kerr now has the, the the full right to break glass and pull the emergency levers. So we're gonna get a redeem team esque crew of guys that have been around the. You were talking about what's up? What was it? Oh four night. 15 years ago, this same guy wants to go back. So, you know, uh, yeah, and I mean, he did get a gold in eight, yeah. 12, and 16. He got, he has three golds, but a free month in Paris. And, and here's the other part of this as we get ready next year to send our guys off in late summer to go play basketball, that following year after the Olympics is always rough for the teams that send their guys. I mean, they've spent an entire summer prepping and getting you ready. Know, I wonder what Luca, Luca did a lot of playing this summer. As well, you know, if I'm if I'm Mark Cuban, I'm worried, but it's just a part of the collective. Hell, we went through it. I don't feel sorry for anybody. We went through it with Manu. We went through the you know the ringer with Manu going over there in 08 and coming back hurt. So I don't feel bad for anybody that has to deal with that because we 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 saw it up front and purse up front and close. Well, we don't care. And now, uh, if you don't play your guys, the NBA is talking about significant fines for the teams. Yeah, you know, I think they're looking at not so. This is basically, I don't know why the NBA don't just call a spade a spade. Call this the Clipper rule. This is well, the Clipper the pop rule. No, I'm, what I'm saying is now they're saying you can't rest more than one guy a night. This is because of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are both out more than anybody that I, more than any duo that I can think of. And that's what this is about. Like, don't get me wrong. Of course, Pop was the one that famously mm-hmm. started but this. No, the he has the reputation as the yeah, guy that started But, he, but, but see, the fact is. It's the Clippers. Yeah, this is the Clippers, and and not, and when Pop was doing it, people forget. Like I know, I see, I hear you, Pop haters. When Pop was doing it, this was 2012, 2013. They had been to nine thousand playoff games. Now they're doing it. Devin Booker's just resting. He's twenty five. You know what I mean? When Tim was doing it, he was in his late thirties. Had been to four finals, played in a million playoff games. They had a reason to load manage. Now you're just load managing just to load manage, like. Because- like you're in your twenties being load managed, like y'all are you're doing it wrong. <laughs> and then you're and then you coming back and blaming my coach, Greg Popovich, when he had reason to do it. It was five games and seven nights. It was all these back to backs. It had been in a lot of playoff games. It was different. This is just like, no, well, I gotta rest my star, even though we're thirty games below five hundred. That's stupid. This according to Sham Sharnia of the Athletic, a hundred thousand dollar fine to the team for the first violation, two hundred and fifty thousand for the second violation, and a million for any additional Ooh. penalty when they do this. Now some franchises could just eat it. No biggie. And if tell you're the players, State, you yeah. go to say you rest in Curry and Chris Paul, it's no big deal. Next sit guys down, heck, we're making money, we don't care. Right. So there this all kind of builds in this competitive advantage disadvantage come play for us and if we want to sit you hell we'll pay the fine spurs ain't paying that fine no the memphis ain't paying that fine I milwaukee do. ain't paying that fine they don't have the money to hit it more than two or three times now if you tell me i gotta pay a hundred k to rest my freak a night i might come down but a once i bit. get to a million i'm out yeah I, I can't afford this this is coming right out of my peanut money this is this is coming out of my pocket not the the team as it was owner this is coming away from me so agree i i think that builds in a competitive disadvantage i get it i i mean i don't like load management but once you built in the mental health side of things you can't argue anymore like, i get it like i feel like when i'm looking at a steph curry i get it been around a long time been to six seven five six finals 
or whatever it is, 1-4. Like, there's been a lot of playoff games on those legs. There's certain guys where I'm okay with it. The thing I have a problem with is, again, the guy in his mid-20s that's only been to the playoffs twice. What did you and make uh, uh, of Steve Kerr saying that it's truly a global game and we shouldn't expect? When Not, not when you tend that team. I get it, but it's still embarrassing. It is. It's still embarrassing. And no matter how you slice it, let's just call a spade a spade. We're still supposed to win. Because I'll tell you this much, I guarantee you our U.S. men in a tournament setting won't beat the Germans. Our U.S. men's first team won't beat the Germans' third team in soccer in a tournament setting. I guarantee you that. No. So... It is a global, I don't want to hear it. A bit more global. All right? Basketball's a bit more global, a little bit more competitive than we can't compete with the Euros no, in soccer. No. I mean, Messi's doing this blindfold. Yeah, yeah, basketball is more global. I mean, again, 92. Shout out to the original uh, uh, Real quick, uh, Spurs uh, gave us uh, some news regarding uh, Campaign, who had been picked up at the <laughs> middle of the season. Yeah. But Campaign uh, came to the Spurs. Looked like he could be a bench contributor. Uh, maybe the first point guard off the bench if things played the way we thought. No, it's not going to so happen. So, Brian Wright, I'm not I'm down wrong. with being third string and teaching guys how to eat on the road. Uh, let me go. And they did. So, uh, if you had Campaign on that list of uh, 21 guys coming to camp to fill in that 15 slots or whatever, you can go ahead and erase him. Right. Coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, the party just gets better. Uh, we're listening to the uh, uh, Micah Parsons talk on his brand new weekly podcast with Bleacher Report. Is that? It's a check. What, what's, it, what's it called? I don't know the name. Micah Speaks from the Closet? Yeah, he speaks from an empty closet with no padding. And, of course, we're looking at the Aaron Rodgers situation. If you stayed up late, you saw the, the ramification. Edge. It is the edge nice. with Micah Parsons. Nice. I do like that. Well, Micah Speaks from the Edge next. Hang on. This is R&R, and you're on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the oh, backboard. Oh. I want some nasty. Rudy J. Cowboys win. How else would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Yeah. each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, a Tuesday edition. Get busy. Don't mind the brake lights. We'll get you where you're going. It's going to be a uh, under 100-degree day, two days in a row. Really? It was, it was almost. Is that confirmed? Uh, well, I had some rain on my windshield this morning. I haven't been outside since, but there was even some sprinkles in the air. I think that was a fox that tinkled on your window. No, that was real rain. I rolled down the window, <laughs> stuck my tongue out. I wanted to see <laughs> if it was real. <laughs> That's what we Let's do at three forty-five yeah. in the morning. Yeah, when we're they got to find ways to do hang, things. You hang your head out the out the window. Yeah, well, that's today high ninety-six, forty percent chance of rain. Tomorrow high of 75 percent. Mm-hmm. We're sitting at about seventy-three percent humidity. Yeah, I can feel that. Micah's got a brand new podcast. A brand new bag. A brand new bag. It's Not called yet. the Edge. He records it. It sounds like in his closet. I I, I don't know. We've talked about it, but and we're still, I'm still, what, 48 hours out, not quite, from what the Cowboys, the best opening performance they've ever had. And I, yeah. I think we're trying to put into words what we, 
very rarely are your greatest aspirations realized. And when they are, you're kind of like the dog that caught something bigger than they ever thought he'd catch. Now what do I do? Now what do you do? Do it again. Do it again. If you if you really bought that life, do it again. Micah, we we the words legendary and and oh uh, historic have been thrown around. It was um yeah, let's hear from well, Micah. Micah I, this is from the dog's mouth. This is it. Number 2 takeaway, we have a chance to have the most dominant defensive line I think the league has seen in a long time. Oh. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you heard but us all go. Uh, learn to keep jealous, keep getting better <laughs> week in, week in out. Oh, man, oh, man. Cowboys Nation, you bears better buckle up and get ready. So, this is going to are you buckled? I, I, I'm, I'm taking my seatbelt off. We're, 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 we're safely in the air. I'm going to tell Micah this. In a long time, last time I checked, the team in your division – that went to the Super Bowl had four guys with ten sacks. So what long time is he talking about? Would you rather have four guys with ten or six guys with eight? <laughs> Get the hell out of here! <laughs> the hell are you talking about? The heck! I'm just at I'm this just, pace. I'm just reminding Micah because clearly, see what Micah's suffering from is he's getting coached, and somebody told him, "Hey, man, if you're going to do this, you you can't just come on here and talk. You got to come on here and give us something." Because we get told the same thing. Got to go Bayless. You got to go. You got to plant your flag, and you got to be controversial, and you got to start arguments. You got to start a conversation. Well, he started a conversation here. Gosh darn it! And he's like, "Oh, the best defensive line in a long time." Um, excuse me. If not for a bogus, uh, defensive holding call, a team in your division just went to the Super Bowl with one of the best defensive lines we've seen in a long time. I, w- I watched that team get carved up by Mac Jones in the second half. You know what, Rob? I'm I talking about last. Saying, I'm just I'm, talking about I'm, last year, bro. All right, relax. Mac Jones, you think he carved him up? I watched a little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that game was over, and then well, it was. The thing is, you see, yeah, no, it was a good game. Shout out to them. But he said, Rob, and you agreed they had the best performance in the NFC. <sighs> yeah. Yes, it's the best I'm, performance on, by a defense I have seen in a decade. 40 to nothing. Four turnovers. A a special teams touchdown. Two block kicks. Dude, you can't do any more than they did. I wanted rebuttal. But, <laughs> but so that's why all us cowboy fans were kind of walking around with a goofy smile on our face, like, I don't know what to do. Nah, yeah, I had a couple people hit me up like, I don't think you're gonna be able to keep Rob calm I'm telling on you, Monday. I don't know what to do. But you were subdued yesterday. You're a little bit more excited today. Because is it's it been, finally settled in well, that I, it's I, nothing to pick at? I've watched one of those quarterbacks that's been living in my head for five, ten years, twenty years, go down. I had him this week, and he's gone. This dude that has put us out of the playoffs twice. Yeah. True that. He's gone. I just had I had a defense put together, even though we don't like saying it, a historic game. And they're not even fully healthy. They did it without their starting safety. There's better talent that didn't even play on a defense that 75% of the time was providing impact pressure on the quarterback on the you other side. You know what's funny though? And Mike had talked about this on the podcast. Last year. When the Giants snuck in the playoffs, because that's what they did, snuck yeah, in did. and beat Minnesota. You know what everybody said? Dude, Philly had to play the Giants. 
they're sorry. <laughs> they, you know what I mean? And now, but now that the Cowboys destroyed them, now we want to act like the Giants are this great team. That's a playoff team that won a game. But last year when Philly went through that team in the playoffs, Cowboy fans said, Philly didn't have to play nobody on their way. Oh, so now, but now they're great. Now Daniel Jones is a great quarterback. Now the performance has nothing to do with the Giants. You know what? Y'all are funny, including Michael. Y'all are funny. It's cool. I remember everything you said about the Giants last year, but now since you dismantled them, you want to make them better than what they really are. It's not a good football team. Dak has beat them 11 times in a row. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> what are we talking but about? Everything here? that you did say was kind of true. That they were a playoff team. Dable was the he coach was the, of the year. He was the new it boy. He was the new it boy for sure. But we've also seen this degradation of Belichick boys in year two. It happens everywhere that the Belichick boys in year two fall off the ledge. And here we go again. Go look at all the Belichick boys. I didn't look know he was. Yeah, I, th- I don't think he's one of them. He's uh, a Buffalo guy. Is he a Belichick, a Belichick boy? Clone. Is he? He's of that tree. Well, now, now Belichick got the the yes. Dolphins sued by texting the wrong Brian, <laughs> and it was it was talking today ball. He's a Belichick dude. Those guys fail in their second year. They just don't live up to it. I don't Charlie know why. Weiss, Bill O'Brien, Vrabel's been okay. Yeah, Bill's probably but, been the best of the Belichick been, boys. But he's the original. Oh, yeah. He was New England Patriots tight ends coach 13 to 16. Yeah, he's a Belichick He's boy. a Belichick guy. And all these guys in year two, for whatever reason, things fall apart. But uh, that being said, that's a talented football team that got pantsed. Are like, they talented? Are y'all really calling? Are we really, Saquon, are y- are we really calling them talented? Yes, they Would are. you be saying Evan- this if this wasn't the Cowboys that destroyed them? I think y'all want to credit no. the Cowboy win a little bit more. And I'm giving them credit too, but let's not overrate the Giants so everybody won't, you know, hate on the boys. Even I think there's some of that going the on. Cardinals, 40 to nothing. No, it's a big deal. Shutouts are hard, especially in today's NFL. It's and, very hard. And I'm, it was tip e- your cap. And the sad thing was, it was easy. It was over in the second quarter. It was easy. And nothing good comes from that. So forgive Cowboy fan if we walk around going, oh my God, we're great because we did that. But there's something nagging me after, and this might be the hard knocks love affair that I go through every year. The Jets ain't dead. I told. I don't think There's, so. Either. And this we now, when saw, you got a defense like that, if if you can get Zach Wilson to not turn the ball over and understand protecting of the ball, and they can be, and they're able to run the ball. Hell, I saw Mark Sanchez and Rex Ryan go to two AFC title games doing the exact same thing that they did last night. And no team gets its comeuppance more than the Dallas Cowboys, except for maybe the Aggies. The moment Cowboy fan feels good about themselves, they get kicked in the nuts. Rob, I mean, it I'm happens gonna need, all the I'm time. I'm going to need you to clear your mind of all these negative thoughts. I lay down on my couch, Rob. Mm-hmm. I need you to just clear your mind of all negative cou- Like nothing that has happened before, Rob, has anything to do with what is happening well, right now, what's unfolding in front of our eyes. This is a brand new team with a brand new mindset. Uh-huh. It has nothing to do with 2016. This is brand new. I need you to clear your mind of all murky negative thoughts. I know that. But even the head coach says to uh, (laughs) slow your roll and maybe pump the brakes just a hair or two. Well, I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, I can only talk about what we're experiencing internally. I I think all those comparables are great, and I think you guys do a great job of 
invest some time and energy into that. And, <laughs> that was and they a have shot. To the questions too. <laughs> that and, was a but, shot. But, you know, th those conversations are more for at the end of the journey, in my opinion. Um, but uh, this has been building. I mean, you, you've, you've seen this defense has been building for three years. You know, with the and, and now not only. Uh, with the production uh, that we're having, but man, I'm, I'm really excited about the depth of our young guys. I mean, I think our young guys really stepped up, and it's it's fun to watch these guys get out there and week one and contribute. So, um, not only do we have a chance to be a great deep, great defense, but I think the depth is 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 where it needs to be too. So, and as you know, we we we're, we're going to need it. It's a long year. You know, we've won one game. We're excited. Um, but I'm, I'm not, you know, I think you know me well enough. I'm not going to stand up here and talk about the greatest of anything right now. We're one and zero. Or one and zero, but see that's his job, and it's a fine line to um, navigate when you're a coach. Because while you want your team to be confident, you also have to keep them in the moment. Right, that's got to be. It's not. If it was easy, everybody would do it. It's tough to not. You know, we heard trailer coach trailer refused to let us compliment UTSA for an entire the year they went undefeated or twelve and one or whatever it was. Rob, which hey coach, it's. Rob, 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 don't do it. Don't, don't eat do the it. cheese. See what I'm saying? So that's the that's the road you got to navigate as a coach, being like, hey, hey, be confident, but understand we're 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 focused on the Jets. You know, some teams are good at swag. Some teams carry swag well. Like we're gonna kick your ass. I agree. We're coming to kick your ass, and they like that. I think the I think I would put the 49ers in that. I boat. think the 49ers like the. They come the, out there the with swag. the boom box and the Cowboys. They, they know they're good, and they 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 know they're on to something. I get that. They, the 49ers that, are that and team. It's not just pros. College teams. There's some teams. I think Colorado's doing that, it right now for two weeks. Just two weeks. They're doing carry swag well, right. and it doesn't matter, coach. There's just some schools that are better at carrying swag forward, and then there are others that aren't. No. The Cowboys, I don't know if they're a swag forward team that they can roll in like, we don't give a damn, we're going to beat you. I feel like the Micah led Cowboys are. He wants them to be. I think this Micah led, the way he leads and the way he goes about it, I don't know. It's just something about him. I don't, I, and that's why it's called it. I don't know what it is that Micah carries that, again, we heard Clarence tell us since 1997, he's never seen a player wreck training camp like just ruined training camp for the offense like just flat out ruined it and then when you have that along with him putting in the work along with him backing it up along with guys willing to follow even the veterans even the guys that have been there longer than him are like hey man this is Micah's world you start to develop into that team that can you know talk that talk and walk that walk you know it's interesting as we witnessed Micah destroy the Cowboy offensive line. And just, <laughs> it was bad. He was tossing Tywin around him. It, it was, it was it, bad. It was to the point where they had to get him out so we can run a play or tell him to calm down. It, it was that bad. And we didn't know up until Sunday night whether it was, damn, this line's in trouble or Micah is so good. It doesn't matter the line. Right. And it turned out that Micah was so good. It didn't matter the line and the iron sharpens iron kind of thing was, that offensive line came in more prepared because they had to deal with the likes of a D-Law running free because you were doubling and doing some stuff. So Amen. I think that made that line better uh, exponentially so. Agreed. So given that, I think there are some there's some reasons to start carrying some swag forward. But I just don't know when your quarterback is Dak Prescott that you will ever have that kind of team. Oh, my goodness. Did you just go there? I'm just saying that there's nothing been wrong out with Stephen A. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. You can be Alabama. Alabama just rolls in. There's no swag to it. 
No, they just they just better. roll in and they're beat just you. Better, yeah, and they're better for having a quarterback that you know, like the Tua's and the and the Jalen's who aren't grabbing headlines. They're going to grab it by play and not by say, and Ooh, that's like that. that. Um, so I think you can carry that, but some teams got to have that edge to them. Like we're here to kick your ass, and, and I think San Francisco carried that into Pittsburgh, like because Pittsburgh carries that we're here to kick your ass kind of move, and they rolled in and just did it. And did it well, and 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 kept you know, and the Cowboys kind of you know we got you, we're gonna ease off. In fact, we're not even after the game. McCarthy made a point of telling everybody we didn't even use our game plan, which is kind of backhanded swag. It is swag because I mean, why would I give you anything? Why would I give the Jets any more of our plays? Like you know, it's a brand new playbook that nobody really knows what's gonna come out of unless you go into the depths of the tape from my Green Bay days, but. We don't know what you're going to call plays like, so why give anybody any tape and you don't have to? But Mac- I get it. But McCarthy made a point of saying, I mean, the true strategy would have been, that's our offense. We ran it in the rain. But know what he say? Uh, you know what? It was raining. We had a lead. We threw that thing out. And we just, you know. He did the same thing. Um, backhanded right. swag. He did the same thing um, against the commanders last year. Last game of the season, no play action. No guys in motion, and everybody's like, "Oh, we look so off." I'm like, "Did y'all really think that was a real game plan they rolled out? Are y'all kidding me?" So that's backhanded swag. Like, right. you know, we're just going to back off a little bit. Right. We're not. We might talk about it afterwards, but that was another kick to the Jets. So you know what? We didn't even run our offense. We didn't even have to do it. We just used our our rain plan. Agreed. That's not the true swag, but it is what we like. What do you think about this Cowboy team as we sit 40-0 and 0 with a legendary defense, the likes of which the Cowboys have never seen? Give us a call, 656-3776, or you want to type it, you can do that. That's what Jason did. Jason, welcome on to R&R. Hey, how you guys doing? Today? Good, man. Thanks for Lovely. waiting. Lovely. Hey, uh, real quick, I just wanted to uh, slow the train down a little bit. I'm uh, <laughs> you. fan the planet here for from uh for the military and the air force and uh here in san antonio listening to you guys on my way to work i should probably be at work right now but you know (laughs) we'll write you a note man Um, it's cool so i just want to ask a question real quick kind of like a you know rhetorical question doesn't have to be answered but um do we remember the last game that the giants played prior to this one yeah it was philly kicking their ass (laughs) (laughs) wasn't it so, uh, yeah, so okay. they outgained him by uh, double the yards, five sacks, 38 to seven. Uh, so I just want to throw that out there as, as maybe a train stopper to kind of remember that the, the NFC East still goes through Philly. Uh, hey, there, there it was. Hey, you know what? I appreciate the phone no, call, Jason. You're right. You appreciate right. your service. He, he did say, hey, I'm a Philly fan playing yeah. here from military. You're right. You're right. And, and, and there's not a Cowboy fan listening that can debate you on that. But I did watch your team play they, against an undermanned Belichick team. Here you go. Here's I'm Cowboys hanging, Jason. Saying I watched a <laughs> oh Belichick coached Mac Jones. Is he even really a good quarterback? Come back in the second half. Come back. No, they got some. I mean, they got a young scary. Yeah, they got some youngsters that they got to get up to speed. Now, Philly fan, I will also agree that uh, with with uh, your coach, you probably Sirianni. Need, you should have probably played a little bit more in preseason. You don't like took, Sirianni. You, no, you're I on actually, record. I know. I thought you I don't actually, like him. No, I, 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 his first press conference, I thought, <laughs> yeah, this is going to be fun. I genuinely appreciate what the Philadelphia group has done. I mean, look at what they've done over four years. And well, this, this is the thing, though, that we have to factor in with Philly, Jason. And this is a real thing. 
You lost your coordinators on both sides. Yes, and a couple of dudes yeah, on lost, top of that. Yeah, yeah, you replaced one with Jalen Carter. I get that. But, you know, losing coordinators is a big deal. If it, you know, it, it is. So, and maybe that has something to do with them still getting on the same page. And they did win. They did a win. A game that a lot of teams would have lost. So, I, this is far from over uh, as far as the Cowboys' dominance as we head there. Absolutely. But, but, Cowboy fan, what is your altitude today? Is the defense going to be enough? Did we see enough from the offense to make you feel like legendary is truly a thing? Give us a call, 656-3776-656-ESPN. Well, let's uh, go back to the lines. Ryan, yeah. welcome back on. Yeah, um, love the show. Um, I totally agree uh, Micah. Um, I think we, this might be the second coming of uh, maybe the doomsday defense. Excuse and, um, yourself, Ryan. Be, 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 pump the brakes, sir. Pump the brakes. Are just we a little allowed bit. to at least mention no. it after 40 to nothing? I'm Are sorry, we allowed Ryan. to just bring it up? Go ahead, Ryan. My bad. And then um, also, um, I think for the NFC East, I think it runs between either Dallas or Philly. What? Those are the top two teams that uh, run through for the NFC East. You're right. Ryan. He's white. Wait, 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 Ryan. He's right. Ryan, what about the team that's beat you two years in a row? How do you, he said Philly, he said Philly, right? In Dallas? How does he leave out the boogeyman? At NFC East. You're just talking oh, about this the, the East. East? He just okay. said East. He's right. Well, hell, I mean, of that, course. Well, yeah, so give him some credit. Give him some flowers. He's right. Now, in that small little NFC East, that keep in mind, the Redskins almost fell ass backwards into a loss to the Cardinals. The, Leave so, the commanders alone. Well, they got new ownership. Well, <laughs> we saw the Giants go down forty to nothing, and we saw the Commanders almost lose to a team with a quarterback that got off a plane a week ago. That's so true. Literally, and so, Philly, and you know, Philly didn't look great. They didn't, but they're still Philly. But I completely concur in the, with the East. But the problem with the Cowboy fandom, as we watch this, is we don't know how to deal with success. We have to have some drama. There has to be a question. And when we come out of that game with no questions, everything was an A. Yeah. It's those unseen. No, you know, un, un, no significant injuries that we know about that came from the game. Not that we we'll, you, you can go all the way there. So, yeah, it's literally top to bottom grade A performance. Uh, Clarence Hill was uh, at the game. But they Tuscaloosa first, then flew to New York. I'm like, damn, Fort Worth Star Telegram, kind of budget y'all got over there. You go be here just around the corner. Yeah, he was in Tuscaloosa for the game, and you get. I the can sense. only imagine what that was like. You get the sense, you know, when you're inside the party and they give you the the, the all the fun stuff that he drank a little bit of that Texas Kool Aid. You just get the sense that oh my gosh, when you hear. When you hear people say it was different, man, you just had to be there. It was special. That you, you almost—that's indoctrination right there. Yeah, they got it. And the Texas fan that I've talked to, every one of them, and I, you know, oh and my God. I'm not going to let my Aggie hang out, but we've done that too. Let it hang. We've done that too. We've yeah. been to Tuscaloosa and we've beaten them there, and we know the feeling. Texas is back, folks. I'm okay with that this week. Let's go back to the Kiabasa Bacon phone lines. The Cowboys and their performance is the top of the, of the day. Gary called him. Welcome on, man. Hey guys, how y'all doing this morning? We're good, man. We we living the dream. Yeah. What? How you doing? <laughs> hey, I'm hanging in there. You know, uh, I agree. First game, I'm not gonna get all excited, but and, and when you want to try and compare anything, any kind of defense to Doomsday, and unless you're talking about the Bears defense in the past, I think you need to leave Doomsday out of your mouth. <laughs> well, can't we adopt a new one? Thank you, Gary. 
That's all we're saying. They are, they're very, very good. And to be honest with you, the score should have been 54 to nothing because I'm not going to give them an A. I'm going to give them a B plus because the tight ends were dropping passes, and I didn't like that. I don't care if it is wet. It's wet for everybody. Catch the ball, <laughs> Ferguson, and hit the shot. Yeah, but yeah. otherwise, I was very pleased with it. Can it carry forward? Is that? Did you see the kind of performance that you that can be duplicated? I'm not talking forty to nothing shutout kind of stuff. But is this the kind of team that has the skill set? Even though we just saw it in the rain, that can carry this for four weeks. Or was this just it went so bad for the Giants that we have no idea what really would have happened? I think we can see this week in and week out, but. Injuries will catch up when you're playing like it. When you're playing like a dog and you bring in that heat every play, you know, folks start taking cheap shots, going for your knees and all that. And, yeah, it'll wear you down a little bit. But I think the Cowboys' second-string defense would probably be probably mid-range as far as uh, if it's 32 teams, they could be in the top uh, 15 teams in the league. That's a second-string defense. You know what, Gary? And the first string, they come at you. I was afraid to say that, but I completely agree with you. They roll so deep at three different positions that that second string unit could compete with a lot of NFL teams. I mean, they roll so deep at defensive back and defensive lineman that second team, there is no second team. There's, there's 17 starters out there. They, they, they pitched a shutout without Donovan Wilson. Oh, what do you mean? You tell me Donovan Wilson is Ed Reed? Well, I'm just saying, any team goes in with one of their prized free agent pickups. I mean, I say free agent pickup, they could have lost him. They paid him. And they had seven other dudes that looked just like him standing around that they kept too. They didn't even play their starting free safety and pitched a shutout. Yeah, they did. <laughs> it's just so hard to, for us to fathom how are we going to get where we're going. Well... It's all good. First great, step great was win. done. Now, the great Cowboys win. get a great win. The rest of the NFL was rocked. Let's look at what happened with Aaron Rodgers and the ramifications there. All kinds of awards to be handed out. Who was the most impressive other than the Dallas Cowboys? Let's look around the league. The gumbo is hot, and it's coming next. You're on R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. It's the Awesome Tickets Pro Football Pick'em Challenge on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. You're shot at $50,000 nationally, while weekly winners locally get a $50 gift card to Five Oaks Ace Hardware on Thousand Oaks. At the end of the season, locally, the best overall record wins the San Antonio Grand Prize of $1,000 worth of tickets to any event from Awesome Tickets. Sign up today at sasportstar.com. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning to you. Top of the morning to all. This is R&R here on San Antonio Sports Star. We are your home for the fighting Texas Aggies. They're going to get busy again on Saturday taking on a Who? Louisiana Monroe. And as a do or die game. How'd you like to say that? <laughs> Texas plays host to Wyoming this weekend. It's, Wyoming, a, it's a slow weekend. Now, Wyoming is uh, Josh Allen's alma mater. Yeah. So, you know, four or five turnovers. It's part of the lineage. Um, it's a bad It's it, a bad Saturday. It, it's one of those weekends that... If you got the, anything to do Saturday, get it done. And, and tell your wife there's great games you're missing. Yeah. You know, or tell your husband if you're a football fan, hey, you know, I'm going to take today off because I love you. 
I might right. not see you again until December, uh, so I'm going to take today off. Slow weekend uh, on the college football world and the NFL world as we get one week under. You know, we're talking about the best teams, and certainly Cowboys up there, San Francisco looked really, really good. Miami put up some points. Who's the worst team in the league? Other than the Giants? I'll well, say, it could look, be the Giants for all we know. Who looked the worst? I mean, you got the Giants, you got the Steelers. The Bengals. I, I got to go with the Bengals because, you know, they have they still have all their guys on their rookie deals. I know Joe Burrow was hurt, but you wasn't hurt when you signed the $300 million contract. You you was able to stand in the pocket then. So, you know, if you go out there, Joe Burrow's a big boy. If you're going to roll out there, I got to touch you up if you throw 82 yards. And you have Higgins and Boyd and Chase and Mixon. And they've they've tried to get you offensive linemen. Like if you go out there, regardless if you hurt, I got to touch you up. So if I'm th- considering you've been to two straight AFC title games to start the season that way, not good. And your record against the Browns is awful. <laughs> Who'd have thought? You yeah, one, I Browns. think Burrow is one in five against the Browns. But the, we figure they're going to turn it around, right? I mean, yes, man, this, this, that was just Maybe. a. Well, I mean, did the Chiefs look good to you? Well, see, that was the next question I had. So if we think that the Browns are going to, I mean, the Bengals are going to turn it around just because that this wealth of talent, Kansas City didn't look great. They didn't look great, but, I mean, I don't know Kelsey's status, but I know Chris Jones. I know that he, Chris Jones figured something out, a one-year deal. It's like, hey, my team needs me. Let me go ahead and go back for one year. Somebody, Saquon's hold out. Josh Jacobs hold out. Chris Jones hold out. Purposeless. <laughs> Like, what the hell are y'all doing? Well, Chris Jones, I don't get it. that was the dumbest holdout of all time. So you go into your holdout, you ask for Aaron Donald money, you go, but you know what? I'll definitely be back week eight. And uh, I'll be at the game on uh, on Sunday. I'll be his, there. He loves his team, Rob. Well, so what? It, it, so you're telling me no matter what, I don't have to pay you till week eight. I can keep all that, so I'm going to save some money. Yeah. And, uh... You're still so down with this team that you're going to come watch us play. I ain't negotiating crap. So when people go, well, Chris Jones didn't get – no, he didn't get anything because there wasn't any offer. You gave you gave away the house they, yourself. They, they, they worked out a one-year deal. He's getting 20 mil this year. They worked out something. And then I said, oh, we'll, 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 we'll figure out the rest later, but we need you back. They need Kelsey back. But I'm, am I worried about the Chiefs and the Bengals like I'm worried about the uh, the Bengals – I mean, excuse me. The Steelers and the Giants? No. The Steelers especially because Pickett looks so good in the preseason. I started calling them preseason Pickett during that game because I was like, dude, where's the guy from preseason? It just kind of proves I guess it doesn't really matter because he has some awful throws. But he is playing the 49ers. Yes, Jason Garcia, your Seahawks losing to the Rams. <laughs> oh, my God. Pretty. That was not pretty, You man. had your quarterback screaming, oh, my God, because Aaron Donald was coming down the pipe chasing him, which is embarrassing. And I like Geno Smith. I think he's turned the corner. But, yeah, the Bears did look bad for what little expectations we had. I mean, but I'm not going to count the Bears. I They're, think the Bears might be the worst team in football. Rob. I hate to say it. How, hey, bro. But you need Caleb. It's a good thing. <laughs> this is a good oh, thing. Oh, you think, the, you think we should contend for Caleb? Oh, Fields is done, man. Done. I'm not going cooked. there. I'm not, Why? Why? I'm not a biggest fan. I'm not a huge fan like some people, but cooked? Cooked. That poor guy needs a change of scenery, a new position. He's worse. He was worse Sunday than he was last year. And he's got better talent around him. I don't know what the problem is, and there's probably a hundred of them, but I can fix it. No, go I'd, dead last and go get a quarterback and start over. No, I would definitely tank for Caleb if I was the Bears. And the Cardinals. 
which the Cardinals have tried to do, but Washington almost messed it up. <laughs> which we will see how many wins Washington actually gets. And then there's Buffalo last night. Let's talk about Buffalo. Holy or, smokes. Do you want to talk about Buffalo or do you want to talk about Josh Allen? Well, I think it's all one big mess. Do you get the sense, and I don't know other than just what we've witnessed over the last six months after the season. You know, Diggs is upset and there's been – some talk about some inter-team disciplinary issues, and it's above and beyond digs. But after the way they lost last night, this could be a collapsed house in a week and a half. This the defense could lose their minds. And keep in mind, Von Miller's still on pup, coming off his ACL. Um, this is what I'll say: considering he got paid. And considering on everybody's top five list that we see, Josh Allen pops up on it. I will say this about Josh Allen. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he sucks, but he is the worst of the best. Yes. Well, well said. He's I like the worst. That. Yeah, he's the worst of the best. Like, the decision-making. And now that comes back to McDermott. Like, you know, Mike McCarthy said, look, I've had all I can take, and I can't take no more. I'm taking over this thing, and I'm going to cut down on the turnover-worthy plays. McDermott and these guys, you just let, like, those interceptions last night are so bad. We don't even talk about his fumbles. Last year is his red zone decision-making. Last night, you're pretty you're throwing jump balls like you and your boys are playing football in the middle of the street with $250 million in your bank account. You're just throwing jump balls. That's what we're doing. Really. And, again, it pays sometimes to not play for the Cowboys. Because let me tell you, if Dak turned the ball over four times on a Sunday night game and lost to an Aaron Rodgers-less Jets team, oh, my God, TV, radio would be on fire. There's a time for Trey Lance. What's going to happen? Can they continue this? I'm talking about this would be talked about up until Friday, up until they got ready for this next game. It's bad what's going on with Josh Allen. And I... Because he has the most turnovers. Yeah, he has the most turnovers in the league since 2018. But yet it doesn't feel that way. It feels like he's just a really good quarterback that everybody loves. Last night was reckless. I mean, there, yes. there's risk taking, and sometimes you I understand you're behind that you're you're in a situation where you gotta make a play. But he threw three balls. They one, had no chance. No chance. No chance. Now, now only one of them was intercepted. But all three of them were just reckless freaking throws there in the fourth round. Like you're like you're falling backwards. You don't even know. You have a vague. You saw a white helmet down there, yeah. and you just winged it. So what we're gonna do here on R and R, Rob? Since the national media won't do it, we're gonna make sure we touch Josh Allen up. Because you know who's most mad at Josh Allen is Woody Johnson. Because he's got to pay that safety now that got three interceptions last night. <laughs> That's who bad. Which were punt returns, yeah, quite like, frankly. What are you doing? So, no. And that, now you wonder why Stephon Diggs wants out. Like, what is wrong with Stephon Diggs? Why does he not want to be there? Because his quarterback makes those kind of decisions and his offensive coordinator and his, and his head coach won't do anything or say anything about it. I remember watching that Tebow special. The, not Tebow, Florida. They're like, man, Urban cusses all of us out, cusses all of us out. Tebow starts playing like crap. Urban says nothing. Like, I'm sure everybody gets touched up. When is Josh Allen going to get touched up? By somebody. Somebody's got to do it. Well, Ryan Clark kind of did, right? Oh, he called him out. Yeah, I think Ryan did. I like RC. He's the host of the Inside NFL now. Did you Mm -hmm. see that? Let me see what Ryan said. 
I don't care who you are, how much you get paid, or what type of team you play on. You can't turn the ball over four times and expect to win games against competent football teams. Josh Allen knows he has to be better in order for this team to reach any of the heights they wish to reach this year. Tonight was below the line. He knows it. Sean McDermott knows it. His team knows it. Now it's time to correct it. Does he know it? No. That's the the problem. He don't know it. Like I haven't seen. Have y'all help me if I miss it? McDermott, you seen him screaming and spitting when he's coming off the field on one interception over the last five years? I haven't. Does Ryan Clark strike you as the guy that asked for homework at the end of class? Ryan, yes. And Ryan Clark is definitely that guy. He's just doesn't he strike you as the guy that raised his hand when the bell rang? Like we didn't get our homework yet, and you everybody kind of looks at him like you a, yeah. Ryan, Ryan's voice needs a break. He's got his podcast and ESPN inside NFL. I get it. Get your checks, but you got to, you know, take care of that voice. Yeah, you better call up Mariah or somebody or Taylor Swift and ask, you know, some voice remedies because he sounded bad. <laughs> he, and I love RC. Legitimately did. Uh, as we awake, you, you, we all saw what happened last night. Aaron Rodgers goes down this morning. While we don't have confirmation, everybody around the Jets organization is saying it is an Achilles tendon and it's just a matter of how bad. Um, Gone, obviously, for the foreseeable future. Certainly changed uh, the the outlook for the NFL, and the ramifications are huge. Uh, the primetime games and all the things that Aaron Rodgers was. As he went down, one of his best friends, a guy that's been protecting him forever, David Bakhtiari uh, with the Packers, tweeted out uh, another another turf injury. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, the NFL, you care about soccer more than you care about us. And the whole turf debate is back up and running, and we're only in week one. It, now, you know what? Is, what do you think? It's global warming, dude. It's here. It ain't going anywhere. Adjust. Yeah, congrats. You have, um, what does it say? How many more players have to get hurt on artificial turf? You care more about soccer players than us. You plan to remove all artificial turf for the World Cup coming up. So clearly it's feasible. I'm sick of this. Now that part of it is a good point, Rob. For a week, yes. Not for 17 consecutive weeks. It's not the World Cup's like two, three months, man. Yeah, two or it's three two months, months, and they're gonna play two, three games on it. We're talking about week in, week out on grass, and we want we want it covered because we don't want to be cold, and we want to make sure it's not overwatered or underwatered because God forbid we ruin a Super Bowl because the sod's not right. Fair. So uh, you Rob. know what? I am sick of this turf debate. It is what it is. This is it ain't going see, anywhere. That attitude is why things well, don't get work changed. Work on Rob. creating better turf, but saying we need to go back to grass—that's not happening until we can come up with a grass that grows indoors, that requires zero watering, that maintains a consistent and co- uh, uh, you know constant you know the, style. There's it's not going to happen. Then they should call in. The guys in Cali and Oregon that grow weed. Whatever grow, it takes. They grow it inside. Whatever it takes. But they as we sit right with, now. With UV lights. Until we are willing to go, you know what? Uh, maybe those dome stadiums in the winter aren't so aren't so important. Maybe we should have some sun on that thing. And, and just decide we're going to go that route. I, every year. Every year. Every year. We have this. And it ain't going anywhere. So just adjust. Yes. I'm not even sure that was a turf injury. I, maybe it was. I mean, we can't say it wasn't. No, but I don't. I think that's the wrong. I, I disagree with you. I think you got to keep beating the drum if you want things to change. The more you, you can't just accept it. it and again, this is coming from the players, Rob. It, the players, you're right. If the, How many dome stadiums are there in the NFL? 
of 32, probably 28. I don't know. So what Pittsburgh's do you want? outside. Chicago's you want to play in 72? Green Bay. And I know that Phoenix has the rollout and roll back in. See? It, but it, then the Super Bowl was trash. It was ruined because we left the sprinkler on too long. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, that's what happened. It's feasible. I think Bacotti hit it on the head. It's feasible. It is feasible. It is. But you have to sacrifice something. It's And it's not going to be grass. The answer is not organic. Because what the NFL, what Las Vegas, what everybody wants is consistency. We want the same grass on every field, every game, all the time. Not higher, not lower, not wetter, not not drier, not turf to, 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 to grass. We would like the same, like a basketball court. We want to know exactly. All the time. We don't have to. That's not a worry. We don't have to call an extra groundskeeper because you guys forgot to put the fertilizer in last week. We just it look good on TV all the time. We don't want spray paint and dirty jerseys. We want pretty clean jerseys. So until we can figure that out, it ain't gonna get fixed. And I've been we've been hearing this for 25, 30, 50 years. Fifty well, see, years. Hey, well, we got rid of the astro. It's gotten better. You see what I'm saying? You're right. It has improved. Better, so you got to keep say, going. Grass, grass ain't the answer. Green, organic grass will not be the answer. It's not until we come up with something that'll allow us to do it. And I don't see a bunch of money being spent on NFL players getting into indoor grass. Maybe that's the case. But I do see rapid improvements in fake grass. Well, if you do plan on taking up all that artificial turf, Rob. Oh, God, I got two kids, so I don't know. Maybe a week ago, probably. I don't know. 80, I, well, I didn't eat, but I got them something. 80% of Americans said last week that they ate some sort of drive through fast food meal. 80% of America. It is the most quintessentially American thing that we do. It is the thing that we have sent around the world. There is the Big Mac index where we can look at a different company's economy, country's economy and go, how much are you charging for a Big Mac? It is international. It is universal. It is what America has sent the is rest of the world. Is that why we're obese? Uh, there's certainly a reason behind it. Is it? I don't know. I'm, I'm being serious. Well, when 80% of us drove through last week, doesn't matter about economic climate, doesn't matter about how much money you're making, when 80% of us went through, I'm sure that played a role. Now, I don't know which you went to. Now, the, a, a poll went through last yeah, week. let's talk about this poll. 2,000 Americans were asked in a recent study, uh, what's your favorite fast food chain? It went with speed and cleanliness and whether you go in and go out. Lots of questions. Here's your top five. McDonald's, of course, came out number one, the ubiquitous McDonald's. Uh, there's a statement in this that I do agree on. I think everybody in the world who has ever touched a new phone, a smartphone, has had a French fry, a McDonald's French fry. That is the one universal yes. thing that I, all I of agree. us, no matter the country we're from, I if you own that. a smartphone, you've had a fry. I agree. So we have all had the Agreed. same McDonald's. 100% agree. And not one of us is proud of it. <laughs> no, I'm no, not. I'm one not. of us goes, you know I'm what not. I did yesterday? I was so excited. I was hungry, and I went through and got a Big Mac. No, we settle on it. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's like, you know what? We didn't take anything out. No. What do y'all want? And they, everybody's made, every husband and wife has made that call to the spouse. Honey, I don't feel like cooking tonight. I'm tired. I had a hell of a day. Ask the kids what they want. And they, McDonald's they say McDonald's, McDonald's, they say Wendy's, they say, what's the top five that those 2,000 people chose, Rob? What so we got? McDonald's comes in at one. A surprise okay. at number two. Who was two? Dairy Queen. Let me tell you why Dairy Queen's two. It's fresh. 
Like, if you go to Dairy Queen, you don't ever have to worry about getting sad fries. You don't ever have to worry about getting cold strips, the steak fingers, everything. Like, now, you're going to wait. You're going to wait. That's now, that this is the thing, though. This clearly wasn't a poll from San Antonio no, because we have, like, four DQs. Like there now, are 6,800 Dairy Queens around the world. See, that's not a lot. No, it really isn't. So, when I'm in East Texas, they're on every corner. Here in San Antonio, not so much, but I have never had a cold Dairy Queen meal. It is always oh, fresh oh, it's, and hot. It's blistering hot. hot. Piping hot. Now, that's the problem. Time stands still at a Dairy You walk into a Dairy Queen, if and the problem with it, because in San Antonio, we don't have a lot of them. No, we don't. So, whenever I see them, they're outside of town, which means I'm going someplace. Right. And I see a Dairy Queen and go, do I have an hour to go get a hamburger? Or do I have five minutes to drive to McDonald's? Is it really an hour, Rob? Uh, dude, I've been to some the the Dairy Queen in Bastrop, Texas. Mm-hmm. It it literally is a time bend. You walk in and you might not leave for twenty four hours. You'll leave it and you walk in and the sun's out. It's like going into a casino. You walk out and the sun's out and you're like, I I thought it was night. That's what Dairy Queen is. So third, who's third? Now, this is something that so many Texans have a deep and abiding problem with. Oh, I know who you're talking about. In and Out Burger comes in at third. This is a West Coast poll. It's a West Coaster thing, right? It's a Cali chain. But it has I don't like it. And I didn't I don't give a damn about Whataburger and In and Out. I don't give a damn. I just don't like In and Out. Known for their simple menu of burgers and fries, In and Out is a West Coast classic that sadly no one east of Texas gets to experience. They're lucky for it. For now, the chain hasn't put any more stores in Texas, but they're coming fast and furious. As In and Out grows, Whataburger ain't what it was. We still hold it up there. Uh oh. But Whataburger, Rob, we love you, but Rob, you're we not, only got an hour left. Don't like pick a our, fight. Well, Whataburger, you like our, our uncle who's got a little bit of a drinking problem. Still love you. You can come over you know every now and again, it, it's, but it's not. You ain't what you were. It's not. It's not. Now, the burger side isn't. You, I still get down with a good old breakfast on the bun. The breakfast on the, the bun Bob is, is world class, but it's got to be sausage. Well, we so, can we can agree to disagree there, but the Bob is, is world class. But it, Bob is world class. But Whataburger, there's a reason why it's not on the list, man. You went corporate, went out of Chicago, and you lost the luster. It ain't what it was. I'm not wrong. No, it's not. And you shouldn't be ashamed to say that. It's not. And they're trying, but I think they're hamstrung. Number four is Chick-fil-A, and we all agree that when it comes to logistics and speed of delivery, there's nothing in the world that matches Chick-fil-A. It should be number one off the fact that it's the only place you'll pull into when you see 20 cars in the drive-thru. And no, I'll be out. That's the only place in the world that you will drive into, and it's 20 cars in the line because you know. It's going to be efficient, and they're going to tell you God bless, and they're going to get it right. The eighth largest food chain in the United States by sales. Uh, they continue to grow. Guess what? Uh, if you're on the East Coast, New York just got their first Chick-fil-A. Really? There are un-Chick-fil-A, uncivilized areas in this world. Doesn't uh, Dat have one? Dat's when? got three, I believe. Man. That win, three former uh, ESPN San Antonio Co- uh, co-host he uh has a uh, several up there in fort worth uh rounding out the top five Who is, is the perennial okay but not first choice wendy's you know what it is with wendy's rob is the burger meat seems like more real than a mcdonald's it seems Square. like more real meat like i don't know mcdonald's meat ain't real like it it, it doesn't turn colors it stays itself I don't know, but I'm not a Wendy's. You know, My family don't up, really like Wendy's, so we don't do Wendy's. What you just brought up is the reason they are so popular. 
the chain is most popular for their fresh, never frozen patties. Oh, see, there you go. And that's what we think of as their fresh meat. The square patty that is always fresh and never frozen. Wendy's comes in at number five. You know who uh, has an underrated burger? Sonic has an underrated burger. I think Sonic, Sonic has a quality burger that people sleep on. I, now, I don't know why they have a drive through at a drive-in. That's, that's, <laughs> I don't get it. Because it's annoying. Where are you pulling from? Which one should I go through? Are all the people working the drive-thru or are they doing the skate come around? I, I, Sonic is the other one where you go, oh, okay, well, there's a Sonic. We'll go there. Yeah. But there is one primary reason to go to Sonic. The Tots. And the Tots are a regular. Or is it the, or is it it's the, the drinks, man. The slushies and the, and dude, the things. and Those, the, uh, those the, great Route 44s led me a route to diabetes. <laughs> I drank so many Route 44 slushies. Dude, I'm talking about, like, really think about this. Who finishes a Route 44 slush? Like, you have to really not give a damn about yourself. You know how much slush that is? So and I'm knocking him down, Rob, like curry in in, in, in pregame. <laughs> you know what I'm well, the, the secret to a finishing one is the additive of a fine liquor to go along with your slushy. Yeah. We'll talk That's about how we roll. Things. Clarence Hill's just around the corner. We got a whole bunch to talk about with the Dallas Cowboys. Aaron Rodgers, oh well. Uh, NFL talk coming your direction. We're glad you're with us. This is R&R. This is 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. San Antonio's Sports Center. The Aaron Rodgers era com- came to a complete halt last night as what they fear is an Achilles injury. According to his head coach, Robert Sala, quote, it's not good. The San Antonio Spurs wave guard Cameron Payne is going to give him a chance to join a contender and give him a bigger role. But up next, we're going to be joined by Clarence Hill of the Fort Worth Star-Telegram to talk Micah, Dak, McCarthy, and more. r r in the morning gets going right now. It's 0600. What's the O stand for? Oh, my God, it's early. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake me up. Wake me up. Wake up. Rob Thompson. You don't believe the other way in transition to the Would you settle this game? How about this, Cowboys? Begin each day as if it were on purpose. I wake up in the morning, I piss excellent. R&R in the morning on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Good morning! Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's R&R in the morning, but we're just the hosts. You know what I mean? When we talk football, we reach out to the very best and... It's time for Clarence Hill of Fort Worth Star-Telegram to stop by for his weekly morning. Clarence, how's everything up there? What's up, guys? How you doing? Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, man. Talk to us, man. I mean, you've been covering this team for a long time. I don't know. Have you ever seen a 40-0 in your time covering the team? You know, that was the uh, the biggest, most lopsided opening victory in franchise history. So, no, I've never seen it. Cowboys <laughs> never seen it. What, what, what a performance. What? A shutout. I mean, that's the biggest shutout in franchise history. They've never beat anybody season opener through any game that big uh, by that type of margin in a shutout victory. So kudos to the Cowboys. What a way to get this season started. Now, they gave Minnesota a, 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 a field goal last year, but that it felt the same. But Minnesota managed to get a field goal. Remember last year, what was it, 41-3, to yeah, something like that? There's no doubt. You know, that, that was dominant, and, and this was is equally as dominant. But, you know, the difference But last year, at least the offense contributed. I mean, this, this was a complete <laughs> 
you know, just mastery on defense and special teams and offense just, you know, just don't get in the way, don't mess it up, which which was great. I was trying to think over the weekend because you saw what Pittsburgh, with the 49ers right. Pittsburgh. I still think the Cowboys' victory was most impressive because Pittsburgh was not a playoff team last year, okay? You can say what you want. Yes, going to Pittsburgh did what they did. They were not a playoff team, and then Pittsburgh did score seven points. Uh, what Dallas did to a Giants team that was a playoff team that won a playoff game, that improved their team, gave their quarterback $40 million, added one of the best tight ends in football, uh, tried to improve the offensive line, really had hope for taking the next step, for them to just smother them and step on their necks. And, and I compared it in a column today to Star Telegram. It was like the red wedding from the Game of Thrones. Yes. <laughs> I was going to bring it up. Bloodbath. That was... By the way, Clarence, respect. What a, what a great reference. analogy it was. <laughs> it was perfect reference for what was the Red Wedding. Now, what's the attitude around the building? I, I don't know. Sometimes the beating is so bad, it's not good for anybody. You know, the, you walk away going, well, everything worked. And I, I don't like that. I'd like to have some kind of trial and tribulation there. So when you, you hit the ground getting ready for the Jets, now they got Aaron Rodgers down. You wonder what the attitude is going to be around the star as they get busy for a game that appears, at least right now, to be a bit of a letdown. Okay, I'm just going to, just like the Longhorns, just like the Aggies, <laughs> they ain't want enough to get high on their horse. Okay. Just, just, like, just like the Longhorns who beat Alabama, you know, the, the Cowboys still got 20 years of frustration, okay? They, they, they have, you feel good about the win. Feel good about what you're doing. Hopefully, it's a, a step forward, but you have no reason to act like you've done anything. And how many times have the Cowboys and the Longhorns, I'm sure we'll get to at some point, done something thinking that, okay, we they've arrived and get slapped back down and get disappointed in the end? So, I mean, I think this team is hardened, especially after the losses in the playoffs last year. You know, they've been 13 and 3 before, they've had great records before, they've been 12 and 5, and it didn't end in nothing. So, Yes, they feel good about their win. They feel good about this defense. They think this defense has championship caliber, but they know that this is just the beginning. This is part of the journey. They, you know, they they they've already put that away. And we talked to Mike McCarthy yesterday and said everybody was sleeping on the plane. They got back at five in the morning, and they back to work getting ready for the Jets. Now, that, of course, you know when we talked to Mike yesterday, we thought that they were going to be playing a Jets team and fired up to play a Jets team. Uh, that had Aaron Rodgers, you know, another right. showdown with Mike McCarthy, another showdown with Rodgers, who has vexed the Cowboys over the years. But four plays into this great Packers career, not Packers career, but Jets career, he's done. Done and done. So, what's the how do how is Micah's outspokenness accepted amongst the staff? I know the players don't mind Clarence. You know, the players, it is what it is. That Micah's their leader; they're going to roll with it. But he's doing his little podcast. He's doing his podcast. I won't say little. I don't want to demean it. But he's doing his podcast now. And he had a lot to say yesterday. They had the best performance. This could be a dominant defense on the way to the Super Bowl. How is Micah's outspokenness received amongst the entire organization? As long as you can walk the walk after you talk the talk. And Micah <laughs> Parsons has walked the walk since he's been here. You know, what are you, you going to tell Micah? You know, he, he works hard. He did his own thing in off season. You remember, mm-hmm. you know, he practiced away from the team and got better. I mean, he single handedly wrecked training camp. I've never, I've been covering the Cowboys since 1997, and I've watched every training camp practice by every player that's come through here since 1997. I've never seen a defender dominate training camp the way Michael Parsons dominated training camp this year. So, 
Yeah, they 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 know they have a great player, and you you have different rules, different things for great players. Let him do his podcast, but he's not <laughs> saying anything that they don't believe in the building. They do believe they have a chance to have the best defense in the NFL. That's their goal. That's their hope. You know, they they uh, they had the one of the best pass rushers, not the best pass rushers in the NFL last year. They've only added to that, and now they they're trying to show up their run defense. And and the beautiful thing about that defense. Um, as you saw Sunday, is the depth. Look at the waves that they got after the quarterback. Look at Wanye Thomas and Bell at safety. You still haven't had Donovan Wilson. You still don't have Jordan Lewis. The cornerback group uh, duo, uh, the addition of Stephon Gilmore, my God. You you saw the way he played. You saw the way he ran routes with the receiver. You saw the way he makes plays on the ball. A former defensive player of the year. He still has it. I don't know how anybody lets this guy get away and, and not put him up. But the tandem of him and and uh, Diggs. Just think about last year when the Cowboys played Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Okay, and when when they lost that game and everybody wants to blame Dak. But look, remember that secondary. You, you don't have Jordan Lewis. Okay, you don't have um, Anthony Brown goes down. Look who you were playing with in the secondary. And that, that was a struggle for the rest of the season. You know, that secondary without Anthony Brown, Jordan mm-hmm. Lewis hurt, you know, the depth of that secondary. Now look at the secondary. Now look at that cornerback position now with Trevon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore. I think it's as good as any duo in the in the country. Adding uh, Deron Bland, a rookie from last year, who led the team with interceptions, also got his first interception uh, to go. The, de- the depth in that secondary cornerback and safety is as good as in the league. That is Clarence Hill. You can check his stuff on the Fort Worth, Har- uh, Fort Worth Star-Telegram every day. Great article today referring to the uh, the game and all that came out of it. A couple questions. Um, you talked about the defense, and my gosh, it gives you a lot of leeway. The uh, there's a lot of being made of the new play calling style of McCarthy, whether it's uh, you know um, safer or less Kellen Moore. Tell us about what you saw in the play calling, specifically relying on the defense to do some things that, quite frankly, your offense doesn't need to do anymore. Uh, did we see more of that than we expected, or exactly what we wanted to see out of McCarthy's new uh, uh, West Coast style play calling on offense? Well, first of all, I don't think we saw anything. Sunday yeah. Night okay. The good Cowboys, point. Right. The Cowboys were smart, unlike. Unlike last night, when when uh, when uh, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt and Josh Allen continues to say, "Hey, I'm going to sling this ball down the field," and throws it and turns the ball over four times, you don't need to do that to beat the, to beat the Jets. They weren't scoring, they weren't doing anything, and even more to the point, it's it's raining. They went to a wet ball plan. You know, they were going to be more conservative. They didn't even show half as what they practiced on offense because of the weather. Uh, you got the lead. You got the defense. Let's be smart. You know, don't turn the ball over. You know, so they didn't They didn't take out half their game plan of things they planned to do. But you did see some things. Certainly you saw the running game. You felt good about Tony Pollard. Certainly you saw the use of Cavante Turpin as a goal linebacker. Who saw that? Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. 155-pound Cavante <laughs> Turpin. But it's about setting people up for things they plan to do later. But also getting Turpin on the field and getting the ball in his hand and find a way to get the ball in his hand because they believe he's a playmaker. They want to uh, 
be an explosive team. And, and, you know, Dak talked about it. We have playmakers. We have guys who can make big plays. Don't force big plays. That's that's the philosophy. If there's a philosophy, is don't force big plays. Last night was an example of we're not going to force anything. We'll take what they give us. You know, you got Cooks who came in, didn't have a big night, but his impact. He had a 37-yard penalty, uh, interference penalty. He drew a holding penalty. He drew a uh, illegal contact penalty. All first downs because of his speed. You, you you saw those types. And even at the end of the first half, when the Cowboys are up 26 nothing, I'm in the press box telling Calvin Watkins, just get out of here. Don't 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 try to do anything <laughs> special. Yeah. Don't give them no momentum. Don't do nothing stupid. Right. Turnover, give them momentum. And Mike McCarthy called the time, but still aggressive. But he was calculated. He threw a deep pass up the sideline, not over the middle of it. We talked about, it. yes, we're going to be aggressive. But I didn't go for, he said, I didn't go for wide. You know, I'm going to try to take a shot because I want to score points. I got like, he likes to, he calls it the, the double double with cheese. He likes to get a touchdown <laughs> at the, at the end of the first half and one coming out of the second half. That's that double double with cheese. And so he was trying to get a double double with cheese. But he was smart about it. He was he wasn't greedy with it. But he, you know, if, if it's there, it's there. If not, we're gonna go into the half with this twenty six. So it's about being smarter. <laughs> Those are the things that you know. I, I think at times with Kellen Moore as offense coordinator last year, they weren't smart in certain situations with the lead. Certainly in the Jacksonville game, even going back to the Green Bay game, running the ball and doing some things that, that didn't use the clock. So Mike McCarthy's gonna be smart about it. We didn't see a lot on offense. Uh, you're disappointed with the, the the drops by the tight ends, you know, because I think it would look a lot better. Dak's numbers look like better if the guy can at least catches the wide open touchdown pass. He drops, and you know, and and so you know, some of those things they have to get better. But they do like they do like the way the tight ends block the offensive line, which got killed in training camp last year. I mean, all, not last year, this all year. camp by by the Cowboys defense. They didn't give up a sack. You know what? And I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to ask you that. Like y'all asked, y'all asked Mike yesterday about the tight end room. And he said he like, he likes what's going on in the tight end room. What is, what about the tight end room did he like? The blocking? Is that what we talking about? Because Dalton Schultz, Dalton Schultz was catching double digit touchdowns. So what is he liking about the tight end room that I'm missing? I'm glad you missed. Dalton Schultz had two catches for four yards yesterday. <laughs> oh, don't start. He got CJ Stroud, Claire. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. What, what, what a rookie got to do with two catches for four yards? <laughs> he had two catches for four yards. Oh, come on, Clarence. Two, I'm just stating the fact. I, I'm just giving you the numbers. I, I, I mean, Ferguson had better numbers than that. No, what he likes about the tight end room, he says it's a young room. I like the competitiveness. I know they're going to work hard and get better. No one's happy with the drop passes, but they do like the blocking. You know, that's one thing Jonathan Schutz didn't do. They do. They want to run the ball. They need physical guys at tight end. They need to help the running game. That's what they like. So yes, you you're gonna you know you're gonna put a feather in their cap for the way they blocked and helped in the run game. Certainly, they have a chance. They need to be better as pass receivers, and they believe they have the players that will be better as pass receivers. Uh, so that that's what he's talking about. But yeah, no one's happy with the four four drop passes. Uh, a couple no things. Uh, uh, Calvin Watkins gets a double double uh, at at the end of every half. No, my- no, he's talking about McCarthy. Oh, McCarthy. He's I thought, about McCarthy. I, I misunderstood. Yeah, no, it was McCarthy. Oh, Watkins getting a double-double, too. The funny thing, when he talks about scoring at the end of the half, and then when you have the ball, you know, that's why you defer. You want to right. score right. to going in, and then when you want to score coming out. That's called a double-double. Double-double. I thought we were talking cheese. cheeseburger with Watkins. I was like, no. man, no, you guys no, no, looking no. pretty good shape for eating double-doubles like that. Yeah, I was talking to Calvin. He was sitting next to me at the game, and I was telling him, you know, you know, be conservative and you know, don't mess it up. And and you know, and, and so I just was bringing up that 
That's my gotcha. philosophy. Call gotcha. It I, you know, and it's hard for us to digest, and we'll stay with the hamburger idea, of the, you know, just taking what the hand that you're dealt and just getting out of the room with a lead. You'll never go broke making a profit. And, and that's kind of what we saw happening. And let, let's look. The, the, I'm trying to find the term that the, that McCarthy has, the safety net that this defense provides. And getting into the manpower I'm watching on the defense, and another guy that's playing well, Wanye Thomas. When you look at teams that have ability to scout well, I, I you know I'm watching Pickens with the Steelers, and I go, that's just another wide receiver that they scouted that's great, and they just know how to find him. What is it about the Cowboys, DQ, Will McClay, finding these safeties that are interchangeable, that can guard slot, that can be big, that can corner? There's probably five or six of these guys on the team. Is that a very specific Dan Quinn thing, or is that something you're seeing with the league? No, I mean, I, I think that Dan Quinn as Will McClay, they know what they're looking for. Certainly, uh, they know the type of player they're looking for. I mean, J. Ron Curtis was a bust. Let's be honest. Mm. You know, he, he didn't do it. He didn't look in his other previous stops in, in Green Bay and Detroit and other places. J. Ron Curtis looked nothing like the player that he's in Dallas. So certainly the Cowboys have a vision for what they're looking for. A when they drafted When they signed Marquise Bell out of Florida A&M last year, they had a vision for him playing that type of role. They said, this is a guy with a safety, but he also can do some linebacker things. Yeah. Because you understand that this is a defense that, that, that relies on safeties more than linebackers. They have their safeties down in the box and doing linebacker type things. That's one thing that DeMario Overshawn was going to do, even though he was a linebacker in Texas. He was a former safety. They really liked his skill set and his body to do some of those safety linebacker things. Marquise Bell is doing some of the things that they had hoped for DeMario on Overshawn. But yeah, and he was physical. He played the run, uh, played that option play like, you know, right, right in college. And, and he's physical. And Wanya Thomas, another guy, physical. He had a great training camp. It was really good. They were worried about having to cut one of those safeties. And actually, they cut the linebacker. They cut the, you yeah. know, the kid. You know, we talked about the kid out of uh, LSU, you know, who was who Jabril. Jabril. Jabril Cox to keep these safeties, you know, because they valued these safeties and the impact they, 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 and the potential they had and certainly the impact they made. I mean, they, they kept six safeties on the roster. You That's know, like keeping three. five power or small forwards on an NBA team. But, but if they're versatile and interchangeable and do, and some, and some do some other things, they always talk about, you know, versatility and be able to do more than one thing. And, and these guys can do more than one thing, but they also can make plays. I mean, you, Donovan Wilson got the big contract. You know what type of player he is. They did not miss him with Bell and Wanye Thomas out there to go with Curse and 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 Malik Hooker. I mean, those and just think this is it is they were talking after the game. Some of the players were talking about after the game. You know, wait till we get Bell back. And you know, here's a guy who has a nose for the football, a nose for turnovers. What do you get? Jordan Lewis back and you, you to mm-hmm. add to what you right. have in this secondary. Now, is um Stephen A and Club Shay Shay and your boy Keyshawn and Michael Irvin, are they gonna get on Josh Allen like they would ride Dak if he had four turnovers? I, I don't know. And uh, and I know Emmanuel Acho was, you know, trying to play both ends, like, oh yeah, Cowboy <laughs> fans wouldn't do that if you watched him on Twitter last night. Yeah, uh-huh. Cowboy fans have a point. You were part of the problem too, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 your show did the same thing, sir. You were part of the problem. And, and my thing is, like, I, I, I try to tell y'all in camp, we have this talk. And I'm not excusing Dak's turnovers. Mm-hmm. And I know that there were, you know, he needed to improve. But people had lost their minds about Dak's turnovers and did not have the same attitude toward other people with turnovers. Whether it was the guy who led the league in turnovers last year or the year before, you know, the focus on Dak's turnovers has been something like I've never seen before. 
And and this is and Josh Allen is a case in point. Josh Allen has led the league in turnovers since 2018. Josh Allen has had actually had more turnovers in terms of fumbles and interceptions than Dak Prescott last year. But we never saw mm. daily referendums on ESPN about Dak about Josh Allen's turnover problem. It was only Dak. It feels like it, it got to the point that it has Cowboy fans flummoxed that that's all he does. I, you know how many times I come and encounter Cowboy fans and all they bring, well, Dak needs to quit turning the ball over. Like, he don't really turn the ball over like that. You know, it's a narrative that's, just, that's, that's grown into something that, that it shouldn't be. For me, when you watch Allen last night, it was reckless. Just downright, you're just reckless. You don't damn. give a damn. You just, you're just slinging it. I never have felt like that about Dak. Not once did I ever feel like Dak was just outright reckless. I think sometimes, I think the narrative was it was, you know, we'd rather have reckless than inept. Like, at least Allen's trying to make a play and he's trying to thread the needle and it looks awful. But we'll rectify that, the Brett Favre syndrome. But we'd rather have a Dak Prescott who's, you know, making the appropriate throw, just not appropriately well. Or the route's not run appropriately to the throw, whatever the case may be. That seems to stick in our mind far more than the reckless, just sling it deep and hope for a play stuff that Allen's trying. Yeah, he was not reckless. Now, there were times last year when he was trying to make a play. That's, that's why I emphasized early on that that's been the focus. Don't force big plays. You know, let, let the plays come to you. You have big play player. This team has more team speed than they've had any, at any point in a long time. you got players that can make big plays. You get the ball in their hands, which is why they, again, Turpin and, and Cooks and CD, and, and they got players that can make plays, and, 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 and Tony Pollard. Just get the ball in their hands. Don't force anything. Don't force big plays that you don't have to do. And one, there was one play that, you know, we talked yesterday uh, that uh, – Schottenheimer, the offense coordinator, talked about the the play to the tight end in the end zone, the back of the end zone that almost got picked, and he was like, it was a, and he fell off. That that was a play that he probably didn't want to, would want to have back. But outside of that, there there was nothing else that you would question on the decision on the throw that Dak made yesterday, or Sunday, excuse me. I, you know, and another thing you brought up, you know, to kind of shift gears here, Clarence. Um, you know what I said after Saturday, after six o'clock in Tuscaloosa, it's about damn time they beat somebody. You Texas. You're supposed to have a signature win once a year. I can't believe the Texas fans was throwing a parade on Sixth Street for finally winning a big game. Stop it, man. What? Yes, thank you. Stop, stop, He's been no, doing no, this no, for don't, two don't, days, don't, man. Don't what? Do this. Don't, don't do this, man. <laughs> thank don't you, me. First of all, I was in T-Town. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, I was in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> you know, what a weekend. You don't even understand the weekend I had. But I was in Tuscaloosa Saturday night, and then I got on a plane and flew to New York. And barely made it because there was rain in New York. They had a ground stop. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm not even going to make this game. But I was in T-Town. What an experience. What, what a college football scene. What a college football town. I've never seen that. You know, and I've, you know that, that it, it was a special, special atmosphere. And I, I hear what you're saying. It's about time. Right. You still got to do it. And it hasn't okay. been done. And it certainly hasn't been done to Alabama. Tell me when the last time Alabama lost at home to a non-conference uh, opponent. Been a okay. while. Show me how many former saving assistants beat him at home. And, and tell me who does it by double digits. Okay? That was something to feel good about, sir. This is a team that two years ago, you know, Sark's team had a lot of leads and blew them in the fourth quarter. Okay? Saturday night... As well as Texas has played, fourth quarter, they score a touchdown, Alabama takes the lead. You know there was some butts tight at all <laughs> and everywhere else because 
of the history. Okay, here we go again. Yeah, we played well, but now they're going to come get us. Going back to last year, they had to lead to dominate the game. They lost in the fourth quarter. Texas dominated the fourth quarter. So much for three minutes left of the game. We're all on the sideline. Everybody's chanting Alabama was so mad. Uh, they dominated the fourth. Te- Texas was a better team. They were a the more physical team. They were a the more athletic team. And really, if not, if you know, two drop touchdown passes earlier, it probably would have been even a bigger blowout. So, yeah, Texas should feel good. It's still just one game. It's still two games into the season. I didn't like the fact that they were smoking cigars in the locker room. Like, what? They were doing I didn't know that. Championship. You didn't what? know that? No. Quinn Ears is, yeah, Quinn Ears is smoking cigars in the locker room. You ain't Joe you know, Burrow. Like, Calm down, like, Quinn. You know, Joe Burrow. And, you know, like, after he has a championship. I, but, but they enjoyed it. They moved on. You got to They better have moved on. You you enjoy it and move on, but yeah, they have they have a right to enjoy it, man. Okay. All the grief you guys have put on Texas, Texas back, old Texas back, Texas ain't back, Texas ain't done nothing since back left. Texas, Texas, Texas. No, they ain't. <laughs> Clarence is back, guys. He'll be back every Tuesday. Check all of his stuff at Fort Worth Star Telegram. Follow him on Twitter. If you're a Cowboy fan, you're already doing that. And if you're not, go ahead and jump on the boat. Hey, Clarence, thanks for stopping Appreciate by, man. It's you, always man. a pleasure. Hey, man, thank you, man. I want to say hi to all of my people in San Antonio. Every Tuesday, listen to me. Need to bring Clarence down. Go to Tony G's. Have some brunch. Have some brunch. Hey, we got a lot to talk about in the college football world. Mel Tucker is living in limbo, but we all know how this ends. It's the Mike McCarthy Show. Every Friday morning at 645 and 9 with r in the morning. Do you like a certain amount of chaos? Conflict is good. Yeah. Yes, I guess I do. You know, I like healthy chaos. I don't like the BS. A look at the Cowboys' upcoming game. Presented by AA Best Bail Bonds and 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. Hey, good morning, everybody. Jason Minix here from the Blitz. Of course, Cowboys talk continues after that 40 to nothing win over the Giants. Shereen Williams joins us at 515. We'll talk Texans with the great Indy Kalua. The Blitz starts at 2. Hey, Rudy, feeling better about those Bears yet? The Baylor Bears or the Chicago Bears? Either hey, one you is pick no. One, Rudy. You can have either one. Take them both. <laughs> No, I'm not, Jason. No, I'm not. I don't know why Shereen Williams would want to talk football with those yahoos. Mother football. She knows, by yeah, the she knows too much about football to be talking with those yahoos. Those boys went bowling last night. Yeah, Joe, Joe bowled could... a, a, a 73 with the bumpers. <laughs> I'm told Joe had the bumpers up and still bowled a under 100. What was he rolling? A six-pounder? Maybe yeah, a, probably an eight-pounder? One the, of those pink ones? The, the, pink, the pink highlighter, six-pounder. See, I... I, I I will poke fun and make fun, but you're not that. good I'm a bowler. terrible bowler. I'm a good bowler. I, I've ne- I ain't gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. I'm a I'm a solid bowler, and I bowl with the curve. I don't bowl the straight ball. I I don't want to curve. That's my problem. <laughs> That's my problem. Uh, yeah, last That's night good deeds said. done by many many people. Yeah. Uh, out with the Salvation Army for their annual bowling bowlathon. See, and speaking of the bowlathon, I saw a, a, a certain uh, quarterback. Yeah, there's a picture that for uh, UTSA with our walking, co-host yeah, walking, standing next to Frank Harris in a boot. In a boot. Uh, they got Army in three days. See, he doesn't have to worry about that triple option. Just true. How, you, you can go bowl and make some nil. Uh, let true. the DMs and the outside linebackers get prepared for the option that is coming. 
Uh, speaking of, we're going to be giving away some tickets to the army really? to the uh, army game coming up this weekend. USAA, of course, a huge role in college football. The sponsor of America's game, Army Navy, and as Army comes to town, and give us a chance to scout out uh, for that game uh, coming up in December. That Rudy and I will certainly be there. And tomorrow, you're going to want to be here after nine thirty. We got great tickets. We're going to give away as Army comes to town to take on the victorious UTSA Roadrunners. Is there? Uh, why don't the badasses of all badasses have a football team? Who's that? The Marines. They don't have a college. That's I know. Navy. Why? There's a lot of those guys are in the Marines, oh, okay. but it's a Navy. You know, oh, gotcha. like, I was like, I thought they should have their own thing. Those are they, how they, they le- how are they the ones that are left out with no college and no basketball, no foot. Like how? Well, because you know the Marines, they're the they got real work to do. Well, yeah, they got work to do for one. Um, and as an Air Force guy, I could make a lot of jokes. <laughs> I was going to go someplace that I might have gone do thirty it. years ago, but I won't talk about the intelligence quotient for a Marine. We yeah. won't go there. Don't do that. Uh, but I will say that those Marines are probably on the bomb squad to kick teams. You know the you know oh, the hard hitting. Uh, go get them. And as we talk college football. Uh, the the world in, at Michigan State, it's been, Michigan State's had problems for a decade. Yeah, I mean, we can get into Larry Nasser and all of that. That's a, just an awful, well, awful chapter. What, and Izzo got to escape it all. Izzo, who has been, thank goodness, he's there. I don't know what would happen to the uh, Michigan State athletic program if Izzo wasn't there to be the anchor. Uh, Mel Tucker, uh, recently of Colorado, spent a year there uh, after a 5-7 and seven record, signed a 10-year, $95 million contract just two years ago. Now, he hadn't been entirely successful at Michigan State. Oh, hadn't been awful, but hadn't been successful. Uh, running about 500. Yeah, I, I, I mean, it, it's a difficult spin. Uh, he's been uh, total 25 and... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, 20 and 14 at Michigan State. Mm. Um, have you heard the story about this? So uh, there's a, a woman that, quite frankly, uh, I've interviewed. She is the uh, the leading Title IX advocate in the United States. Uh, she played bas- played uh, sports, I want to say basketball at the University of Oregon. Okay. And went through a horrible, horrible uh, incident where she was raped and um, just, uh, has been an advocate for the title nine for years. Uh, I've had her on the, we've had her on the show of the blitz at least once and travels the universe, travels the country, talking to football players, talking to universities about, uh, title nine, the sanctity and all the things that go along with women in sports. And she met Mel Tucker at a Michigan state event. Now I don't, you know, drop off line is done, yeah. but there's some unfortunate admissions from Mel Tucker. That they had a mutual adult relationship, mm-hmm. according to him. Acqu- Not according, according to her. According to her, is something different. And then there were some uh, personal things that were done together in the with a phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah now th- yeah. it's just an awful situation. There's three things in this in this story. One, I firmly believe, if Mel Tucker had won 35 games, we wouldn't be having this discussion. I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, he is the dumbest individual on the planet. Why? Because if you're not winning, mm-hmm. the safety you have is your whopping contract. Mm-hmm. I'm listening. Ask Jimbo. Yeah, I'm listening. So the only way they can extricate you is to fire you for cause. Mm-hmm. To get out of a $95 million contract for a coach that's barely around 500 and has not seen much success on a Big Ten that's getting bigger and thicker and better. And then... You're, you're overpaid and you're underwinning. And then of all the women in the world, 
the billions of women. Even if, one, even if it was mutual? Even if it was mutual, it's dumb? The one that you decided to have a relationship if with. If it's true. We don't know which side I'm is not, yeah. This is no, all alleged. Yeah, but yeah, this, is, this is fact true. The yeah. one that you decided to have a relationship with. In the environment at Michigan State, who is coming over the cloud of Larry Nasser and the horrible abuse allegations that were proven true. Right. You chose to work at that institution and hoodwink them out of $100 million. And then the one woman you chose to have a relationship, and this is not a legend, you did, you have admitted, is the leading Title IX advocate in the country. Now, what happened after that is a matter of Title IX discussion. Right. And the crazy thing about it is everybody sees this situation and go, there's no way you can get back here. There's no way they're going to bring you back, but you can't be announced as fired because they can't fire you yet. He's suspended right so, now without pay. Yeah, he's floating in this nebulous without pay kind of thing, and they're going to have a Title IX hearing coming up, which will be the next step. But the, Mel Tucker's gone. It's over. And I'll, anything you hear from him now is to fight to save what little he can from this contract. So... So I mean, when I look back at my man's name, Ime, and now I'm looking at Mel. If you know, there's no if there's no um, criminal. So now you're fired for having affairs. Well, this one isn't just about an affair. This was an. Ex- she's saying that he, she kind of he kind of creeped up on her. This isn't about just an extramarital affair. She was saying she was harassed in some way or form. Well, his words are different. Yeah, that's why this is all alleged at this right. point. That's the conversation we're having. My my point of view is on this is of all the women in the world. Yeah, I of mean, all, you pick the leading advocate of the very thing that you are breaking, allegedly. Right, allegedly. So that's one head coach story. And speaking of dark clouds and college football programs, there's been an Art Briles sighting. Mm-hmm. He was seen. Uh, up in Norman. Post-game. Of course. Of His, course. For those of you unaware, Jeff Levy is the offensive coordinator for the <laughs> University of Oklahoma. His Crazy daughter story. his wife is Art Briles' Art daughter. daughter. Right. So he is the son in law of Art Briles and an offensive coordinator at that. And to make things even weirder, you know, Brett Venables is the head coach there. It, right. it, it's been a tough transition since Lincoln left. It, it's if it's starting to feel a little like Rich Rodriguez at Michigan. Yes. You know what I mean? Like Rich went up there trying to be high high octane and they're like, What are you doing? And I think Venables coming off of Stoops and Lincoln, it's like, what is this slow it down, yeah. play defense stuff? We don't do that here at Oklahoma. We throw more touchdowns. Right. We, we give quarterbacks Heisman's here. We right. don't give lineman buttkiss awards. <laughs> We give Heisman's to quarterbacks, right. so there is a, a contingent of the OU staff that's looking at what has been up. You know, they win games, but not pretty. Um, need to spice up the offense, and Art Briles suddenly shows up at the end of the game, standing on the field. Now that's what happened. Now it's what happened afterward that really. So everybody saw Briles with the OU types, and of course the social medias took off. Everybody like, saw. Is that Art Briles? Art Briles out of the offense, and then there's what happened at Baylor. Levy, this was and go ahead give your give your hey, give your Oliver Stone the AD. Okay. This was it came out at eleven o'clock at night, and by one newspaper writer's account, this is the latest Castiglione has ever reached out to the press after a game for anything over his twenty years at OU. He reached out and said, "There's nothing to see here," and if I'd have known that Bryles was here, we would have made sure he wasn't. He didn't know he was here. Venables was mute about it, though he's probably a little upset. 
And then there's the Levy Art Bryles connection. They are floating Art Bryles to be what uh, Sark was at Bama, or what, what Gary Oaks Patterson was, was at DT. All of those dudes that had to be rehabbed started out as a consultant. And OU, I promise you, was flying that kite in the storm. Just trying to see if that kite would get struck by lightning. And guess what? It got it struck. Art, so Art's really death penalty. You know, it, it's starting to feel like Art's death penalty because every time he steps anywhere near a football team, everybody goes crazy and he ends up gone. So it's starting to feel like he's just never going to recover from this. And I don't think he should. I, I, I don't know. I'm all about forgiveness and moving on. But, but then there's the but. And but this is one of those when when you, whether you knew or yeah. you shouldn't have known or all that. I just don't think you can ever bring I him do. back to a college campus. Now, I will say if I'm an XFL owner, if I'm a USFL owner, I Art Browse would be on my list. I think we've had enough now, time. Well, now with Lebby as a married man, my wife says, "Hey, you think you can have my dad on the sideline to kind of start this rehab process for my dad? As a married man, do you tell your wife, <laughs> no, no, baby, I can't be seen next to your dad? Well, he came, you know, he's my grandfather, his grandfather to my kids. You know, what you know I- what I'm saying? Like, as a married man, how do you, what do you say to honey? No, baby, we can't. You got to tell her? No, baby, we can't. <laughs> I mean,. Art Bryles knows who he is. He knew see, exactly well, see, this is the thing, who though. he was I blame, when he walked on I blame field. Art more yes. than I blame Levy because Levy's like, yo, dude, you're my father-in-law. You're my wife's dad. I, I got to go I gotta go with you in the foxhole, but Art shouldn't even put you in that situation. Exactly. Only way he does it is if everybody involved knew. Dude, you going to tell me Venables and the AD didn't know? Stop it. Like, you don't just get down on the field. Now, I'm not saying, like, I mean, look at Colorado game. Now, I'm sure the Colorado AD doesn't know every rapper and entertainer that was on the Colorado sideline. But if Art Bryles is on your sideline, you know. You know. Lebby Le- don't hold enough weight to just say, hey, man, I'm going to sneak yeah, you come on. come on in. Nobody will notice. No. So, oh, so somebody, somebody must have been drunk. And I, I, I think that there, there's no, I mean, I'm not God. I can't forgive everything. Right. You know what I mean? And this is one of those that whole thing. It's Baylor, starting to feel like a death penalty. And I think it's well worth it. I, I don't think you, you know, I, I just can't see him on a college campus. But I am getting to the point where I'm like, I think. Pro level? Time served, man. We, we put you in purgatory for five, six years now. We took you off of a Baylor program that you had rebuilt and turned into something special. And then uh, you did some awful things. Or well, knew sh- about uh, some awful things that right. you didn't report. By either omission or commission, horrible things happened when you were around. Yeah. But I just can't see it, especially the proximity. Norman's only four hours north of Waco. If you're going to do it go. again, you better be northeast, northwest. You better be far, <laughs> far away.